Welcome to Nerds, Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, and a few surprises. We have one today for you, listener. Thank you, Mr. Studio Phone. I'm your host, DK. I'm Chris, your other host. Improve if you feel like it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so we have a special guest in the studio with us today. How's it going, ladies and germs? Ladies and germs, what are you doing? Uh, this is our friend Jared. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. We glad to be here. Are very happy to have you. You, uh, I've known you for kind of a long time at this point. Yeah, probably every bit of, if I had to guess, what thirteen years. That's Somewhere. a specific guess, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's a, a very that's specific a really guess. Specific guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so but you probably right there in the ballpark. long enough that yeah. you don't remember how long, That's and true. that at one point you guys were mistaken for each other. That's true. Uh, so uh, listeners may um, eagle-eared listeners may remember that Jared was on our uh, last. I almost said issue. That's an issue. It's not an issue. It's no. an episode. No. Uh, he was on uh-huh. our race with the devil. We have plenty <laughs> of issues. Huh? He was on our race with the devil uh, episode, and, and those really ho- ho- almost inaudible clips. But I still loved them. And I'm not sorry we played them. Not at all. No. So, any any more final thoughts on Race with the Devil before we get that? Um, other than it was as campy as I was hoping it was going to be. <laughs> um, definitely a fantastic um, representation of the era. Oh man, you, uh, you, ain't you know, and no, then no. some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely definitely a great time. Um, Definitely loved our dynamic during the movie oh, as yeah. well. Had a great time. Yeah, that was super fun. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that hasn't gone away. No, that has it. not gone away. I've that will it, never go away. I've been doing it to people who don't know about it. And they're just like, what is they he doing? They kind of have the RCA dog look at you, like, <laughs> yes. cock sideways. For me, that is like, the, <laughs> that's the Michael Myers look when he walks uh, in and sees huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's getting close to spooky times, guys. It is very Halloween. Close, very close. What's your? Does anyone have like a Halloween, like an October thing they do to get into the spirit, even though it's still September? I mean, other than, and I feel it's kind of cliche, but you know, your horror movie marathons. Mm. Those um, are always happening for me, but I oh, know what sure. you mean. Well, the definitely 30, make it a thirty-one point. days of Halloween on yes. on, on uh, you know all the Disney and sure. semi not scary. You know. I love those things. Oh, I know. Okay. AMC should be starting theirs pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I know. Uh, no, there's a few in the series that are wrapping up that are the horror preachers wrapping up. Yep. It's supposed to come to a big, big finale. Shocking conclusion. Yeah, shocking conclusion. Yeah. You know all the all the shows that are you know Walking Dead will mm-hmm. be coming back. Isn't there a movie? There is. There, yeah. uh, the uh, Rick Grimes uh, spinoff. Uh, what? What is it supposed to be? You like? A trilogy, I think. I, I think from what I've heard, part. yeah, and it deals with that. Um, so he's not dead. He's not dead yet. No, no. Um, and, and no, if I remember, he, he was he was taken off in the helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Um, that what, alpha. What, yeah. What was her? Not, what was her name? The uh, the junkyard lady, uh, Janice. Yeah, Janice. Or or Janice. Yes. Yeah. She um, found Rick on the uh, shore after blowing up the bridge and drug him off. And she has some affiliation with some other group. But what if she walked up to him and she thought it was Rick and she turned him around and it was Rick Astley? The ultimate Rick roll. I don't know. Never going to get you. <laughs> well, technically, she did roll him over, so it would be a Rick roll. <laughs> the ultimate Rick roll. Oh, boy. I know. I, I love those old Disney. 
I hope Disney shows those too. I don't know. I don't have TV right now, so Disney Channel. Do you still do the old shorts and things? Do you know? I think I see some of them oh, occasionally. The- Not nearly as much as. They used to. You don't see the the graveyard dance. So That's my much. U- ultimate favorite. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate favorite. The skeletons come alive at night and do that dance. On the that what used to be ABC Family now yeah. Freeform or whatever. Yeah. Occasionally late at night in between some of their movies on Halloween they'll they'll play that. You need to keep those keep scaring kids who are up too late. Yeah. I was at a friend's house once and the TV was on and we were we fell asleep in the living room and that TV was on and that skeleton dance was playing and there's one moment in it. <laughs> Where the skeletons, it's just him framed up in the middle of the screen. The screen, the screen. The screen. Uh, sorry. Uh, well, isn't that kind of how oh, they talk? Yes. In the oh, they, yes. Uh, so, he, and he's coming at you, and he's going, and he's like chomping his teeth at you. So it it's sounds scared. like you've had an issue with this because that was the thing that scared you in the Lost Woman. It's the same. <laughs> People coming at me. I don't like it. Get out of my face, scary. Don't come at me, bro. Get away from me, spookies. So that that was also, I, but one of my ultimate favorites, uh, and I watch it with Zora every year, is the uh, Donald Duck. Uh, the the three his uh, nephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie oh, are trick yeah, or treating. Yeah. Uh huh. It's I think the short is called Trick or Treat, and they yeah. come across a real witch who helps them get candy from Donald. Yes, I remember stingy. that one. My favorite is. Uh, the Mickey, Goofy, and Donald Ghost Hunters one. Oh, yes. They get that phone call from the ghosts, and the yeah. voice is like, Do you chase ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love it. And he rolls up into a window shade. That's yeah. so clever. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are good. Jared, any any thoughts on those? Or did you grow up as sheltered? No, like, back at... Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> our day. <laughs> right, our day. Yeah, I was going to say, I go um, a little further back. That's why I remember those old, that right. one, you know. Um, I, I think back then it was primarily like the Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. you know, Halloween special. Scooby-Doo meets John Cena. <laughs> okay, I go back to Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters. Of course, yeah, I've seen it. It's not good. <laughs> but they, yeah, they, no, they, um... Uh, Movies that I frequented while I was a child, you know, uh, during the Halloween season, you know, you had your Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus oh, yeah. is the ultimate. Um, Hocus Pocus is on every night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At least it, at some point, day and night, for the next 31 days when you're sure. October 1st. For sure. I got sure. a weird story about Hocus Pocus. Oh, muck a muck a muck. A muck a muck, yes. <laughs> or book. Uh, I smell children. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, so uh, I, that, sh- that, that movie was on when I was a kid every Halloween. But they didn't show it a ton like they do now. Right. And you had to like kind of find it. Yeah. And for some reason, I was watching it one time, and I could smell Billy the zombie. Is that weird? <laughs> That's I'm not oh. kidding. You may have a tumor. I, something happened, but I could. He came out of that grave, and I could smell him. I, I can still remember the smell. It was like a musty. Maybe there was mold in the house or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, we did live in a cave then. I'm not sure. But that that was real weird. And every time I watch it, I can smell it again. Well, well interesting. interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that, true. You know that if you want to get really psychological, mm-hmm. you know, put your smoking jacket on. Yeah. In the, in the, and I have one. The, the readers, you know, that's association. Yes. You know, the, something you, of you course. always... I'm sure. I mean, it's always the way they go. I'm not you, suggesting that I can actually smell something coming out of the TV. <laughs> Maybe I can. <laughs> anyway, we got some new... Anyone? Any more words on that before we move on? Anything? No, no back... I, I mean... No. The only thing I, I think with Halloween, there's a lot of movies and TV and stuff, but 
Unfortunately, I think Halloween has kind of, in the neighborhoods, have kind of died out like it mm-hmm. used to be. It definitely I would have has. to agree. Yeah. I mean, and I hate that. Yeah, you can't just send your kid out and go have fun. And no. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, and mind you, it was, you know, back, you know, right after the salt mine. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the chain gangs yes. in, the, in, the, in the cotton fields. Um, no, I mean, literally... I would be 10, 11 years old. I would be out with a group of friends, just yep. like you see on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we would be out until 9, 9.30 at night. It was the same for on us. On our own. Same for us. I just feel like you can't do that anymore. No. No. Yeah, I, I do mean, appreciate a lot the trunk or treats things. It's cool. It's kind of, I mean, it's still but, new, cool to go around the neighborhood, but I mean, when you're, you're at that point that you've been a lot of places don't have their lights on. Sure. It's cool to go somewhere where you can... A whole bunch. Bulk that stack. Well, and, yeah. But with, yeah. with the trunk or treat thing, like I, I feel it takes away from the whole dynamic. You lose it. It you does. Lose it you know, it does. And, you, you know, instead of going from neighborhood to neighborhood, you know, you're confined in a parking lot somewhere. And that that is definitely the downfall. I mean, I see both sides of it. And there's no I mean, drunk rednecks on their porch trying to scare you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> acting like they're a scarecrow People or something, yeah, you trash know, trash and come up and run into you down the street. Absolutely. You must have been by my house yesterday. <laughs> Oh man! Well, moving on. Okay. We you said there was a little bit of news, some Batman news. A little bit of news out of DC. Um, Tom King, that uh, I've personally uh, kind of spoken my disgruntled attitude yes. towards. You have. Um, has been fired from the Batman title. But I not mean, DC. that's not from DC. Um, from what I've heard, there is. He still has some titles that he's going to work on, but as the Batman writer, he is off. Well, maybe maybe he'll be better on something else. God can only hope. <laughs> I mean, this whole project has been plagued from the start. I mean, you know, it's with... been years and years and years for this whole City of Bane thing, and you know you have to screw up when you've been working on something for over a year and a half, mm-hmm. almost. And then you're like, you know what? You're putting this thing into the shitter <laughs> right yeah. it's, it's time for you to, to, to go Batman? do something else you know yeah. um james tynan is the guy that is replacing him and what has he done well i'm sure he's done a few things what has he done what has he james done? tynan i i do recognize the name but i can't place what what the work was well, I know. Well, apparently he's going to be doing Batman. Well, we know we, we know that much. <laughs> well, if you don't have it in front of you, that's no big deal. No, I know. And I had this earlier, and I looked it up. And, of course, you know, it never fails. <laughs> oh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, cool. He that was, was pretty he successful. He was that writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Those figures just came out. Those are really fun. I know. Those are pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, he did some Harley Quinn stuff, some Justice League Dark. Oh, so he's in the right place. Yeah, he's like. in the right place. He's in the right world for this. Okay. So, I mean, there's a bunch of Suicide Squad news. They released that whole since we've casted last. They released that whole cast list. The half of Hollywood that's apparently, yeah. or just about everybody that's ever talked to James Gunn. Uh, seriously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now is this uh for the suicide squad sequel or the birds of prey no, isn't it sequel no it, suicide squad sequel it's they're saying it's a sequel but it's also kind of a reboot yeah already yeah 
Well, I think that was the general consensus coming out of the DC camp after the first Suicide Squad launch because of the poor reception that they uh, received that the follow-up was going to be more or less a soft reboot, but yeah. also somehow a continuation Margot of the story. Margot Robbie is in it. Um, I know... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jai Courtney? Yeah. Okay. He's in it. Um, so coming back as Boomerang? Yeah, he's of coming back as Boomerang. Of course, Jared Leto's in uh, it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that they announced that and he's not? Yeah. Oh boy, we've no. kind of swept that away. No, and they've you kind of pushed that him. out of the rug. Yeah. Well, and that you know the whole thing with with Jared Leto. I know he moved to the Morbius movie. Yeah, which is also and he's, I'm excited for that. More I, than, I, as long as it's done right. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering. You know, they've talked about the whole Spider-Man MCU. Which you every know, this is which every day you turn around, it's always something different coming out of the you know Sony slash Disney camp who regarding has, who Spider-Man. Has Morbius? I thought that was a Marvel one. It's a Sony it's one. Spider Man. Oh no! Well, and come sort to fi- come to find out, there there has been some news that there's a company looking to buy out Sony. Isn't it AT and T? Is it uh, Disney? Uh, well, <laughs> no. From what I heard, there's three or four different companies uh, looking uh, at the acquisition. Right now, whether or not it does happen, if it does happen, though, there is a contract or within the contract that. Marvel had with Sony when they sold off the rights to these properties. If Sony were to be acquired, or Sony Pictures at least, were, were to be acquired by another company, all those assets they sold Sony would come back to Marvel free of charge. They would be relinquished hmm. back into that Marvel's... That's not good for that business. Well, oh, saying, no, absolutely that's, not. Yeah, that's... So, whether or not that does come to fruition, this whole um, debacle that they have with Spider-Man currently... They could get Spider-Man back into the MCU without ever having to pay a penny. Well, for and him. that's what I've seen. It's been so back and forth what a stupid with thing. any information to come through. So it's like the same thing as with this Friday the Thirteenth. Are you guys following that? Uh-uh. Friday the Thirteenth. The rights are all caught up in this legal nonsense, and it's I, I it's two parties uh, debating, I guess, ownership of Jason Voorhees and Friday the Thirteenth and all these things, and like international really? distribution rights. And so, right as of now, no new. Anything Friday the Thirteenth, even figures, everything. So like everything that's really? that's coming out, like the deals that's are it. done. That's it, apparently. And kind of on a similar note, sorry to cut you You're off. Um, no, I do it all the time. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. And I do it to you. So uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw this. Is the the full rights of the franchise are back in Wes Craven's hands? Well, his well the estate, his estate. or the the estate, sure, because yeah, yes. his hands are cold and well, yes. <laughs> yeah. If they are back in his hands, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's that's exciting i don't think we need a nightmare on elm street reboot i it's that i would love if we do we need a reboot of the reboot oh that's well, what yeah, robert england back in and I, I would love just one final movie with robert england as freddie just to tie it all and not off. campy did you hear yeah, more like the first or second one right you know, exactly and then, you know have that nice serious undertone but yeah i mean of course it's, it's still Freddy, Freddy. so it, it's yeah. still gonna have the He's cheesy one-liners sarc- yeah he said know. he would he said he would do it robert I, england recently said i think i got one more in me he well, said that. and he said that a few years back right around the time that the reboot was coming out but, no he said that recently after he was on the goldbergs that's freddie krueger really this is last year oh okay yeah. well hey i'm up for it that and i'm the same way finish now close it out do uh, you know do you we like don't the halloween? see a freddie and jason huh do you like the halloween 
where are they the, just sort of the newer Halloween movie is yeah, a good example. I did. I like I like bring the all the old people one. back. Yeah, and we just find a way to make it work, and it's a sequel slash not a reboot. I mean, they're but, they're all still around. Yeah. Well, the ones that survived, anyway. Well, yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street by now, the first one. <laughs> Spoilers, okay. Johnny Depp Johnny dies. Johnny Depp <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most glorious you know way possible. It's pretty good. That Yeah. And especially for back in the day. I mean, some of the, the death scenes. What's the best death in that movie? Mini list oh, right now. Man. Number one best death. I know what it is. Well, let's, oh, let's hear it. Uh, okay. That's your opinion. Let me, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me revise my statement. Favorite death. Uh, it's uh, Nancy's mother <laughs> getting pulled through the window. Through the window in the and front, then, the little bitty window up yeah, on, yeah, on top. She gets sucked through the window, and then you see her skeleton on the bed, kind of wave goodbye as it's lowered <laughs> into <Yeah>. the. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, that yeah, that's that, that is that's pretty good. good. One, yeah. Jared, that what's is your answer? Good. You got to have it. You got to have an answer. Oh man! I'm pushing you on this. Yes, yes, you are. Um... I mean, I, I always loved the Johnny Depp death because Bad. when I first saw the movie, I, I figured he would have been one of the characters to survive. You'd think so. You would think this so. This is his first movie. Right. Ex- oh. You know. But, <laughs> yeah, it was you fairly know, unknown, so usually those are the ones that Depp survive. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and the fact that he made it basically to the end of the movie before being offed. But, I mean, just in just the scene itself, I think, is so iconic. It is. You know, laying. You know, he's laying there, passed out, of course, and then Freddie's hand comes up out of the bed, drags him down. You know, and isn't he wearing you know, like a, a football huge, shirt? Yeah, like I think. A belly shirt? Yeah, I think it's like an old school like yeah. cut yeah. off football yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's headphones. Yeah, yeah. Showing, I think showing still the mid running around town every once in a while during the summer. He, he, he's like in his sixties. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> but I mean, I, I would say cut I, off jean shorts and. and <laughs> oh boy, I would say that the Johnny Death scene was probably my favorite kill right. at least in the first movie Chris? i can't remember who she what her name was but the one where you don't see him in the beginning and she's in the flying bed, around that's tina tina okay hey tina yeah where she's flying <laughs> around the room and i mean even before they kind of have that flash of showing him yeah it's what she's seeing well he's chasing her down the 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 alleyway and he's knocking over the trash can yeah. <laughs> waving his hands around yeah it's crazy yeah so good that's probably my uh, out of the first movie that's probably that's my the favorite. first one in the movie but it's also one of the best yeah. I, absolutely it's one of the one of the ones i think of immediately when i think of the whole series even yeah so yeah not to t- talk too much to halloween talk i mean we have a lot of that coming in the next yes, month we have a lot of that some so. surprises, maybe. Yes. We're working on it. I think. Well, uh, we, we're talking movies. Maybe that we can segue into our first feature, okay. if you'd like to. Sure. Um, Jared and I often talk about movies, and uh, one of the things we've talked about a decent amount is we both like quite a few foreign films, and so we thought it might be fun for Jared's first appearance here to... Um, to get to, into our infamous lists. Uh, yes, we do, we do <laughs> lists. It's what we do. Okay, now wait a minute. We talked about the list. Yes. Okay. Are we talking strictly foreign language or foreign film? Okay. I went with foreign film, but I also imposed on myself foreign language. We don't have to do that, but I personally went with foreign language. Okay, because I have one, and I'm going to be it's on honorable mention. Yeah, okay. It's an American film, Mm -hmm. but it's in a foreign language. Okay. That's fine. So. Whatever. This is our list. I know. 
I don't care what you say anyway. But much like Kreft, um, <laughs> I I went foreign film as well. Um, yeah, a foreign language. For, yeah, foreign language. Okay, for I'm sure. I'm really interested in this. I think maybe there will be some crossover on this, but this one's totally wild. Yeah, this. I think this, this is going to be could be super nuts. I think there's maybe one. Kreft and I, you know, we're going to have one. I don't know. I'm almost positive. I'm, I don't know. We'll have one. I'm pretty sure Kreft and I are going to at least have one. <laughs> yeah, and I have one. Well, let's just let me just say that I think uh, there's one that you and I will. Yeah, I, I, what I'm saying is I'm agreeing with you, Jared. <laughs> we're, I'm we're still trying with to you. figure out what you're saying. I don't yeah. know. All right. Who's well, going first? since Jared is the guest, Jared, you got it. You go number five first, and we'll go around number the five. around the All table. Right. Number five, I've got uh, Martyrs. Uh, it's a French movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Came out in 2008. Uh, roughly clocks in about an hour and 40 minutes long. It's horror. Uh, the whole premise of the movie, uh, there's... Uh, it revolves around two gals. Uh, they're... They're gals. About teenage years, <laughs> late adolescence. Um, they bond through their childhood traumas. They were both... You know, horribly abused as children, tormented, you know, etc. And they bond through that torment. But um, after they, uh, they're kind of like in a ward and that's where they meet. After they get out and their treatment is finished, they decide to exact revenge on the people that um, abuse them as children. And it just goes down into this deep rabbit hole of depravity and mm-hmm. it, i mean it's just any one of these lists that you see online for like the top the most, most disturbing, disturbing movies, movies ever made <laughs> martyrs is almost always on this list and i will say it is a hard <clears throat> excuse a, me it's, it's a, a hard, hard watch, watch. It's, very, <laughs> it's, a, it's it, a hard watch it, it is a hard watch and it's definitely not for the faint of heart um because they they don't pull any punches here uh but if you're a fan of horror uh, foreign horror at that, I definitely recommend it. I do too. It's not. It's an honorable mention for me, but that movie. Wow. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kreft. What's your number five? All right, my number five is a German film. That I know. I told Jared about before called Cold Hell. I saw that. You've seen it. I've seen it. I loved it. I watched it literally when I was going through my list. I Are you watched serious? It. Yeah. I really, really like that movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, I saw it a little while ago, and it just the whole concept, and it's just she's angry, and she's she's got all these problems, and she's a cab driver, and then she just happens to see a murder. <laughs> it's like a... I don't know what you call those types of movies, but I, it's great. It's so well made, and she's such a good character. Um I just, I really, really like that movie. It had an impression on me. I, I really enjoyed it. The scene when she sees the serial killer seeing her is chilling. <laughs> and just the chase and he's following. Oh, man. It's really, really good. It's just really well made. It's a pretty slick movie. Yeah. So awesome. that's my number five. Okay. My number five. And I'm going to I'm gonna be honest. A lot of mine are pretty well known. Okay. But, I mean, my number five is Let the Right One In. Great movie. Yeah. Great I mean, movie. Yeah. You know, and, so, and, the, 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 that's and that one was of the remade into an American movie. It was, and, and that's me, where I was no going to segue nearly, into. No and near, not nearly as good as the original. Not nearly as good as the original, but as far as Hollywood remakes are concerned, it was actually pretty, pretty, de- yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And you know, it stayed true to the source material, albeit 
with a couple omissions. There's a couple right. little things. But um, unlike Martyrs, where Martyrs also had a Hollywood remake within the last, I think it was three or four years. Mm. Um, you know, unlike that, they did the original Justice. Yeah. You know, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. But I my mean, real issue with that Let Me In is that it doesn't need to exist. Doesn't not true. True. It's not different enough. It doesn't need to exist. Although Richard Jenkins as the dad is the ultimate casting. Right. So good. And you're right. It it doesn't bring anything new to the table, but at least for people who might be a little bit more sheltered or not as verse, you know, on their cinematography. Because there's a lot of people that really haven't seen this version of it. The original version of it. You know, unlike movies like, you know, Rangu and, and, you know... Uh, Juan, uh, yeah, sure. Juan and yeah. stuff. They know them because of the fact that you know they've kind of almost publicized For what sure. it was from, and this one I don't think was nearly done the same way. No, I don't think. I so. mean, it, they almost kind of. Well, this was the movie it was kind of based on. That's yep. it. You know. Yep. So, yep. Absolutely. But yeah, as my number five, it's a good choice. Definitely, definitely so. a good choice. All right, number four. Number four. Uh, downfall. Oh uh, yeah. It's a German film. Came yep. out in 2004. You've seen scenes from it if you've been on the internet. Oh, yes. absolutely. Uh, there's a scene in particular that has been done to death, um, but they are <laughs> hilarious. Um, as far as movies based on history are concerned, this is probably the best that I've ever seen uh, in that, you know, it's told from... Um, you know, reaccount or like accounts of that time, and for people who don't know what what it's about, it's about Hitler's final days before you know he kills himself. Um, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> yes. Um, because if you watch Destination Truth, oh boy, right, Josh may have found yes, <laughs> but yeah, the movie um shows you know Hitler at his most vulnerable, his most human. And um, that he's going through, you know, all of these, all of these uh, different, um, I guess, um, you know, emotions stages, for, of, emotion, stages yeah. of emotion. Sure. As he's realizing that his grand war is coming to its end and the Russians, you know, have surrounded Berlin and the Battle of Berlin's about to begin. And he's issuing his final orders, you know, to fight to the very last man, you know, and his generals and his lieutenants are starting to defect, you know, and so on and so forth. Don't want to give too much away, but you know, if you know anything about history, you pretty well know how the movie plays out. The version I saw was when he was finding out that Chuck Norris Norris was swimming across the the Atlantic. Yeah. That's a Pro- great probably probably the, wonder, probably the greatest. It's a really good one. He takes his glasses those, off yeah. and he's like, his hands, <laughs> his are, hands are shaking. <laughs> I wonder if they'll reference that in Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I don't think so. But that, looks <laughs> that would good. be great. That uh, would be great if they did. But no one in talking, that may be something that comes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you never know. That's a good choice. That's a great choice. I didn't even consider that one. And now I feel sh- foolish. Uh, but my number four, uh, probably the most well-known one on my list, I think, Uh I'm going for Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> another great movie. Chris has given a look. And, uh, and, mean, and another one I never even uh, thought to consider. But yeah, fantastic yeah. movie. Super good. Fantastic movie. Uh, Some from... of the best creatures ever yeah. on screen. Oh, f- absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, we had talked about with uh, Scary Stories. 
the, the, the whole Guillermo del Toro-ness the, of it. The del Toro well, This movie uh, is creature. the ultimate del, I mean, del Toro. I mean, that is, yeah. Well, and you, you know he loves he loves fantasy as well as creatures and dark things and whatever. And this is like the ultimate excuse for him to have fairies and creature monster men and also brutal violence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, that movie is... <laughs> It's a whole. It's it's a whole thing. But the thing it's is, got... it's one of those movies you cannot take your eyes off of. Oh no, yeah. absolutely not. Because there's so many there, there like so innuendos much. and and subtleties. Oh yeah. That if you miss something, you're re- by the end of it, you're like, um. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. What the hell just happened? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to give too much away, but it's it's about a girl who's trying to escape from the horrors of war. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So that's my number four. Love and it. going on to Jaren with number three, since that was actually my number four. <laughs> wow. Oh, great. I told you. That was your number four? <laughs> that was my number oh my four. God. That was exact. Lambert, That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So. so my number three is actually a two-parter. Oh, my God. It includes the first and the sequel, but the raid. I knew it. Again, um, it's on my honorable mentions. I knew it. I knew you would. I uh, love it. Indonesian film. Uh, the first one came out in 2011. Uh, part two came out in 2014. Uh, as far as action movies are concerned, there's barely anything better. There is. Yeah, there's barely anything better. This is one that I haven't heard of that I'll have to go. The Raid? The, yeah. Oh, man. So, so <laughs> yeah, let, so let me give you a it. little okay. bit of a. Yeah. Let me give you a little bit of a synopsis here without trying without ruining the movie. The first movie starts off. They get this uh, intel that this uh, kingpin drug dealer is held up in this uh, hotel. Okay. And it's like 30 floors, I think, or something like that. And the whole uh, the whole uh, movie is this SWAT team fighting from the ground floor up to the top where the kingpin's hmm. uh, suite is. And it is just insane nonstop action from the word go. Part two takes place, I think it's about 15 to 20 minutes after the first movie. Oh, jeez. Within the first movie, he finds out that there's a bunch of uh, deep-rooted corruption within his police force. And in part two, it's he teams up with a street gang to, you know, fight, them, fight and police. weed out that Well, how else are you going to do it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll have to check that one out. That's one I haven't seen yet. I, so. That is definitely an honorable mention for me. I'm a big fan of that movie. It's very, very good. Uh, but for me, we're on number three, right? Correct. My number three, well, it's Let the Right One In. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really love that movie. When it first came out, I was so into it. I read the book, all that stuff. Yeah. Really, really liked it. Uh, there's some things that the American one really does wrong, but... It's, yeah, it's, you know, whatever, it's a remake. But the original is awesome. It's so understated. And and the action, like, you you almost don't even know it's a vampire movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's uh, such dynamic between, you know, the boy and, and, and the, yeah. you know, the, the girl. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Uh, 10 out of 10 movie. I really loved it. It's romantic, agree. but it's also, there's a serial killer. And there's, uh, you know, it's pretty Body horrible. strewn all over the town, yeah. you know. So, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, we already talked about it, but Let the Right One In is my choice. All right. My number three, I'm going way back on this one. Okay. Because this completely started the genre, Nosferatu. Oh, okay. Perfect. I mean, black and white. Mm-hmm. Just without any written dialogue on it. It's a German? 
Yes. Okay. It is obviously. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I knew. <laughs> I just wanted to look um, cool. But uh, I mean, just the visuals. Oh, iconic. I I mean, him going up who the stairs. Who does not know what you the know? Shadow going up the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Or him over like leaning over the bed. Or or the you know <gasps> the moment that scares you the most coming towards coming the camera. Towards the t- yeah, coming <laughs> towards my screen. Uh, and yeah. you know they made a movie about making that movie. That movie's got Willem Dafoe and yes, it's wild. And that is awesome. Yeah. And some nice. of it is based on some of actual accounts. Yeah, like he was really a vampire. No, well, not really necessarily <laughs> that part. But the guy may have been crazy enough to believe he was. Yes. Because, I mean, the tr- the real story with it, he did not take that makeup off. Yeah. The whole entire time they were filming that, and he kind of skulked around the, the set and the castle they were in That's and everything amazing. else. So, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I, I didn't know that little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, he. Oh, that's uh, awesome. it, it was pretty. Like I said, some of it, well, of the of the uh, what was it, Shadow of the Vampire? Yes, Shadow of the Vampire. Um, was based off of stories of the people that didn't were that filming. movie get totally sued and they had to th- like destroy the copies of it because it was a ripoff of Dracula, but some survived because they'd gone international. I believe that's true. I think, yeah. Look it up. Yeah. Not now, but no. so, if you're listening, look it up. It's an interesting story. Yeah, but that that is my number three. Yeah, that's a great choice. So, all right. So number two, and this one is probably one on Kreft's list, Old Boy. <laughs> Just rewatched it a few months ago. It holds up. Uh, it's a South Korean film. Came out in 2003. Action drama. Um, fantastic movie about uh, another revenge story. <laughs> uh, man is locked away for 15 years, and he is giving, or given, rather, um, I believe it's what five days of freedom. Yeah. Something like that. And within that five days, he has to hunt down the people who were responsible for his capture. It's a brutal movie. Very brutal movie. Um, Did they remake it? They remade it with Josh Brolin. That's what I thought. It's not necessary. That remake. Don't not necessary at all. Doesn't have the style. It's not, it's not the same. The, the remake was shot pretty well scene for scene with the original. However, it loses it just, the style completely. It loses the style and it loses the overall impact that the original had. Um, and it also has one of the best scenes uh, of any action um, movie that I can think of, too, where he's going down the hallway and it's all shot in one, you know, one take. It's a wonder. Um, as, as we've spoken previously about our love for one takes, we love you know, with, with Daredevil, yes. you know, they're ready. Um, <laughs> But he's fighting, uh, it's a small army of men, you know, it's probably like 15 to 20 guys in this hallway. And what I love most about it is you can physically see him. He's brutally hurt, you know, as the fight goes (laughs) on. And that's something that gets lost in translation a lot, especially in action movies. You have the star who can seemingly go through hell and back without ever being, you know, touched. But within this scene, oh, he gets he, he, gets, he gets stabbed <laughs> a couple different times. I, yes, I he think. is. Yeah. For one point, I think he's even got the knife still hanging out of him while he's fighting. <laughs> oh man! And does he pull it out and stab somebody with it? Uh, you should see the movie to find. Yeah, out. I, I, should, I, yeah. I've seen the the Brolin one, but I haven't. Yeah. Seen the it. remake loses that that uh, effect, you know, especially during that, kind of that during that scene, yeah. and it's 
it's so disappointing because like I said, it's such an iconic scene within yeah. the movie and something that most people didn't know about old boy. It's actually part of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, the other two movies uh, are sympathy for lady vengeance and yep. sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Uh, lady vengeance is what it's known in the West, but um, it's all, they're similar stories, but just as fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I've seen all those and I love them. Uh, yeah, the remake of Old Boy like totally loses that weird style. Like, I'm not that Old Boy is. I don't want to say funny, but the original version has some comedic moments that are. It does. Uh, I would say, frankly, they're bizarre. Uh, <laughs> the, some of the moments when he's alone in the room. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's doing things, and uh, you just kind of get a, the real sense that he's really unhinged at that moment. Uh, there's so many little things though. That yeah, that movie. Uh, well, I mean, that's the one thing with, especially with uh, Asian movies. No matter if it's Korea, Japan, China, they always have those kind of unhinged moments but it's, that it's, add to the story. Yeah, it's so uh, it that a lot this, of times over here they they pass over. It adds this flavor and that doesn't have else, that. Yeah, yeah, nothing else has that flavor. No, I that is an honorable mention, but it didn't go on my list. It would probably oh, really? be, it would probably I'm be shocked. number six. Yeah, it would probably be I'm number shocked. six for me. I really okay. love, I do love that movie. <laughs> Uh, there's so many good scenes. I could talk about it all day. Uh, but no, okay, good choice. My number, we're on two, right? Two, correct. Yep. My number two is a recent one for me. Okay. Um, it's a movie from Argentina. Ooh. And the movie is called Terrified. Okay. It is, it is, you've heard of haunted house movies, right? Right. This is a haunted neighborhood movie. Kinda... So it, it starts. Uh, it just starts like a normal haunted house movie, and you see something happen in this house, and then oh wait, the camera's leaving that house and going into the apartment next door. What's going on over here? Oh, somebody's being tormented by this horrible ghost thing. <laughs> okay, and then we go across the street, and this well, spoilers: a kid gets hit by a bus, right? And uh, if if this doesn't get you going, uh, the 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 a few days later after the boy's funeral, the police are asking some questions, and. The boy has come out of his grave, walked home, got cookies and milk out of the fridge, sat down at the table, and then re-died. Oh. <laughs> and he's just sitting at the table with cookies and milk. And they're trying to figure out if it's a crime, what's going on. Yeah. The cop's like, what is this? There's not really a main character. Maybe it's the cop. I don't really know because you see all these different families. Right. That's maybe the, where the movie suffers the most is like you don't really have a main character. Right. But to me, it doesn't matter. That um, was one of the ones you showed me. I probably showed you the trailer or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the trailer doesn't do it justice. It feels like it could fit into like the James Wan, like the Conjuring universe right. or something. But it's a bit more on the brutal side. The scares are so original and so good. Like I can't believe they haven't been ripped off yet, or at least I haven't seen them ripped off. It's um, it's awesome. Well, see, and that's the one thing in, in modern day horror movies, their scares are are pretty much the same. This movie's full of like such I said, I, I, I mean, I'm the, gonna have to watch this because I'm I'm one that. I'm not scared that, and I've always used yes. this reference. And one of your coworkers got freaked out Go when I was telling it. her. <laughs> I'm not one that that gets scared when you turn on the light and you see the creature or the ghost in front of you. My scare is when you reach into the dark room to turn on the light. There's a hand that moves your hand to the light switch. It's the unforeseen, you know. It's the unseen, the the psychological you know, aspect of it. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm a lot of the same way. I mean, on a, on a lesser scale, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. you know, starting with that kind of, 
you know, he went way off into left field later on yes. in the movies. But, I mean. What happened to the bees? Yeah. What do you think? Tell me where the bees go. That's my Mark Wahlberg. Thank you. Yeah. I'll leave. Uh, but no, Terrified is a movie for you, I think. Yeah, uh, I'll have to watch it. It has that. some like old school jump scares, but it also has some right. really cool... It, it subverts what you think is going to happen, and then there's a really good payoff, and it just has a great vibe. It's one of my all-time favorite horror movies, period. I'll have to, I'll it's definitely very have to watch good. I'm definitely going to have to yeah. check that yeah. out as well. That may be a good one that we watch. Yeah, we can discuss it if you'd like. Discuss. Yeah, there you so, go. Have some inaudible clips yes <laughs> we we'll move it. the we'll move the microphone yeah, next we time. could watch it together if you guys like yeah then i'm i'm up for that we'll yeah, for sure i'll show that movie you know that could be anybody yeah <laughs> all right cool yeah could be one of our uh, the october Fest things movies. Yeah. yeah my number two a little more liner but the japanese anime spirited away oh cool i yeah. think that's one of the best I mean, I, I'm I'm into a lot of the Akira, you know, Spirited Away, yeah. you know, Princess Mononoke, but I think Spirited Away is is got one of the best stories, and it's just so encompassing. Sure, and there's just so much to look at and so much that you have to pay attention. People love that movie. And being an art art person, mm-hmm. I mean the the. I, it's just one of my favorites. Sure. So yeah, 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 yeah. another great choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. So. I have a tendency to lean to like the Japanese movie yeah, a lot. That's so. all right. That's great. Those are great. Those are all good. I like all those. Uh, I'm not huge on anime, but those movies are like they're like beyond anime. They're I'm, like Disney. I movies. was just saying, and, and it's not so much. I, I wouldn't really classify in the anime. You know, I'm not. I'm not one for You're like not watching Naruto. Naruto. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I'm not storming Area 51. No. You know, Naruto oh running. My God. My personal opinion on that is I wish they would have escalated that because we need to wean out the stupid herd. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They, they and it just turned lesson. into a stinky hippie festival. I, I you know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, look, these kids need something to do, all right? Run to a, a highly one. secure military base and get sure. shot. Yeah. Well, they'll learn a lesson. A very important <laughs> lesson. And the world will be a better place. Maybe. All right, number one. Jared's number one. My number one. Another movie coming out of South Korea. I saw the devil. I knew it would be on your list. I wrote it down. I wrote it down that it would be on your list. <laughs> um, I lo- I absolutely love this movie. Uh, it's it's another action film, but it's a, also a crime slash thriller. Um, I, I just. When when it comes to foreign cinema, I I think this movie just hit the ball out of the park. The dynamic between the main character and the main antagonist is just fantastic. It's like the ultimate cat and mouse, uh, and and it is so it's, so it's diabolical, man. <laughs> so the synopsis of the film again, without trying to give too much away, the movie opens uh, with this serial killer, and he's hunting down his next victim this uh, woman breaks down on the side of the street. I believe the, I believe it's in winter having car issues. This guy comes up uh, to offer her help. Well, long story short, the guy ends up killing her. The woman was the uh, fiance of the, of the main character. Who's also a uh, a detective. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's actually been assigned to um, this case to see if he can find this serial killer and, you know, bring him to justice. 
Well, after his fiance gets murdered, it becomes personal. And it becomes this huge game of cat and mouse between the detective and the serial killer. Going through all, going through these brutal, um, basically uh, capture and release uh, methods that the detective is employing to draw out the suffering of this, you know, ser- serial killer until the movie's climax. Fantastic uh, movie, definitely recommend it. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a reason why it's you know, at the top of my, uh, top of my list. Remember I said old boy was number six. Uh huh. I think probably it could possibly be that instead. I don't know. Six <laughs> or seven. That's it's on my, I mean, if we did top six 10, a, six B. if we did top 10, those would both be on my list. Guaranteed. That's, I saw the devil is amazing. I also love that movie. Be without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. the best blind purchase I ever made too. <laughs> found yeah. it, found it in the $5 bin at Walmart years ago. Uh, I was intrigued by the, the cover the title great. The and cover the cover art, with art, the knife, you know? The... Yep. Yeah. And hmm. you, uh, the, it, it's, it's so beautiful. So like, he's got like, there, there's a knife blade that cuts the main character's face in half. And within the other, uh, like the reflection of the blade, it's blood, but uh-huh. you see the serial killer's face. The other face. Oh, that's so it's, it was fantastic. And it took me years to watch it because it was one of those things I didn't know anything about it. Like I said, it was a blind buy, and it sat on my shelf for for years. I, I don't even remember how many years until a buddy of mine was going through my stuff, and he's like, holy hell, you have this movie. What do you think of it? I was like, honestly, I've yet to watch it. He's like, you need to. You need to make this a priority. <laughs> Put it in right now. Yeah. So I did and fell in love with it. Yeah. Fantastic movie, for sure. Agreed. Number totally one. agreed. All right, you're looking to me like it's my turn, and it, it is. is. your turn. All right. My number one. Okay. Favorite foreign favorite. film. As of right now, September 2019. <laughs> Forgot is, the day, it's the 22nd. Is it, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, it is an Iranian film. Okay. From 2014, entitled A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I saw that, and that was one that interested me. I read the synopsis and saw yes. a trailer for it. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever wanted to see a film involving a skateboarding vampire murderer, uh, also sort of friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? <laughs> As in she, she sort of... Uh, she sort of Solve some crimes ish. It honestly exactly. sounds like it would be one of the most ultimate B movies. No, it's not of like all that. Time. No, it's actually no. I not. know, I know. <laughs> With that, I, when I say Spider Man, by the trailer, I, mean, I know she's but, helping yeah. around the she's helping around the neighborhood. But so um, the no, the but main, I'm just talking your description. Right, of that. right, right, right. The, there. So she uh, basically, there's this town or it's a city. It's called Bad City, and it's all black and white. It's very noir. It's just dripping with like just atmosphere and just darkness. And um, the main character, the first thing you see, like he gets his car stolen by this drug dealer. And <laughs> but then you follow the drug dealer, and he maybe goes uh, to visit a prostitute. And then as he's talking to the prostitute, uh, there's someone watching them from outside the car window, and it's a woman in all black, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And it just goes from there. And you know who the woman in black was? It's the vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this movie is is sort of all over the place. It deals with drug addiction. It deals with depression. It deals with loneliness and uh, sadness, and also 
just just how depressing everything can be sometimes. It's a brutal, dark movie, but it has very strange moments of lightness. Very I, strange. I know it's on a, a lot of top ten lists. Yeah, it's and it's like movie. top three on a lot of those that I've it's, seen. For it's just years. I've never seen anything like this movie. It's, yeah, and I, I've never heard of this. Never heard before. of it. Yeah. It's, definitely it's strange. That there, there's a scene out. when so when I say that she's like Spider Man, I'll just give you this little scene. She she goes and she sees this kid who who might be in danger of becoming maybe not a drug dealer but maybe that bet down the line that could happen. Right. He's kind of hanging out in these dangerous places and whatever, and he's like a skateboarder. And she grabs him and and she is like growling at him and doing her vampire voice and she's like, "Are you a good boy?" It's it's not in English by the way, right, of course. Right, right, right. But she's like, "Are you a good boy?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm a good boy." And she's like, "You better not be lying. Tell me the truth. You're a good boy." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm a good boy." And uh, she's like, "I will follow you." Until the day you die watching you. You better be a good boy. <laughs> and he runs off and forgets his skateboard. So you see her like pick up the, get the skateboard and go like, huh. And the next shot is her flying down the street <laughs> on the skateboard with her vampire cape flowing behind her. It's so good. Oh, man. That's hilarious. What a good movie. So yeah, that's my number one. It's glorious. It it does have that thing I like where it's got a bit of weirdness. It's right. some shots linger along. It's like people staring at a wall for five. <laughs> you know, it's that David Lynch thing that I love. Right, right, right. It's just a little bit of unease and strangeness, and it just it just hits me in all the right places. So it doesn't have a lot of action. Um, it has some, but yeah, uh, it's for me. It's more. Uh, Interesting to my brain, right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's kind of girl... got that art noir feel. Yes, to it. yeah, it, it's definitely like you would see it in film class, and right. half the class would be like, "That movie sucked," <laughs> and the other people wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. exactly, <laughs> right. greatest movie I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah. so a big time for me. Loved it. Hope you watch it. Definitely will. Like I said, I was looking last night on a bunch of different critic top ten lists, and just a. See if there was something that I missed sure. when I was looking through the movies that I've watched, yeah. and that was on a ton really? of yeah. I mean, a ton of like first list, like top three, top four. Oh wow! So, so what you're saying is I got really good taste, <laughs> or you lucked out incredibly. <laughs> I saw the right movie at the right time. <laughs> All right, my number one has set up movies for decades. Oh my god, what could it be? Seven Samurai. Oh, of course. You know, and I looked at a few of these, and I was like, should I include? Uh, yeah, should. Uh, no, I'm going with what's more me. But, yeah. But, I mean, Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Honestly, The Avengers. You know this was established, you know. It goes all the way back. I mean, it goes, Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. You know, I mean, this movie has set up generations of... You know, storytellers, uh, directors, it establishes uh, so writers. Much. Yeah. I mean, you know, this movie and this, you know, this premise of this movie, the way it was executed. And I mean, what was what was the year it was out? Nineteen thirty-four. I don't know the year, but it's yeah, something I mean, like it was, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so, within the ballpark for yeah. sure. You know, so I mean, this is something that has set up cinema and culture, comics, sure, you know, literature. For decades, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and and you ask some of the greatest directors out there, and they will reference this movie. Sure, so, for a good reason, like you said. I mean, it, it's so iconic, and you know the 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 teaming up aspect. Like right. you said, it's it's undeniable in yeah. today's pop and that, culture. That almost that ragtag group that you would never expect them to be together to work together yeah a cohesive unit right you know but you but know that one, they, they face one great out, adversity you know that right. one great you know 
antagonist sure kind of brings them all together and and they feed off of each other and you know so that's my number one absolutely absolutely and another another great pick it's no sure. suicide squad but it's all right <laughs> <laughs> there's the door <laughs> All right, any honorable mentions? I yeah, know I kinda... had a few, actually. Um, well, Jared actually said... Uh, a, a few of them. He said, <laughs> well, how come my phone's not uh, working? Um, yeah. I'm telling you, I have a ghost in this place. Uh, the computer went down. Yeah. You know, your phone's going, going wacky. Nuts. Huh? <gasps> Remember the time that, you know, the computer went again, and it was like... Going crazy, yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely not user error. I'm sure no. it was a ghost. Uh, yeah. So I had I saw the I saw the devil. I had old boy. I had a girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay. Oh, oh my yep. god! One of my how, ultimate favorites. How did I forget that? I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I love that uh, trilogy so much, if and, we it, did and it breaks ten, my heart. That yeah. would probably be like my seven or eight. Yeah, you know, it. you know, Kreft just gave me that look. Yeah. He he know he knows exactly where I'm going yeah, with right. it, but it just breaks my heart that Hollywood didn't continue. Oh, I know. And, and you know what? I, I do love the original. What is there four? Are there four in the original? Um, the series, the, the movies. I think there are four. It's three or four, anyway. Um, maybe it's just three. But then, I, 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 th- I think it is only three. But the Daniel Craig one is actually amazing. Yeah, it is. What far, if James Bond had to fight a serial killer? Yeah. You know, as far as Hollywood remakes are concerned, I think it's probably... It's among the you best. Know, well, you get the right the people and oh, give, for sure. give them the freedom that they need. Yeah. That movie, it just... And a lot of it is to do with the look of it. Uh, the original Swedish ones are awesome, and every actor is really good in there. But, like, um, you get that... you get. I mean, look, he's no Daniel Craig, okay? Nobody is. Nobody, well, and nobody the looks like that. Value is a little higher. Nobody's got a, those, those you know, blue eyes, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. not by much, not by much. But I mean, <laughs> right. it is a little bit higher on the on the, yeah. the Hollywood versions. Yes. So yeah, uh, big time. That's a huge. Like again, I keep referencing my number six spot. It, I don't know who it would be. <laughs> it would it would be too hard. Uh, You've got six A through I have, F. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have ten in the number six slot. Yeah. Any other honorable mentions for you guys? Um. I, I did have a few. I, I didn't jot them down beforehand, but as we were talking, they just kind of came to mind. Wreck. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, as far as found footage movies are concerned, I mean, I think it pretty well set the precedence. You know, this is the bar. What At another least, unnecessary uh, you know, remake. Yeah. Is that the trend here? We keep coming across these great movies. That's something remake. I want to talk about when we finish. Okay. Um, Afflicted. Affli- affliction? Or, or it might be Affliction. Um, Which, what, what's the plot? Uh, hold on, just one second. Let no, me... I won't wait. I <laughs> I had only one. So while you're looking, yours? I had For one, sure. and, and this was my my thing. Is it like doesn't have to be a foreign film or just a foreign sure. language? It's the Clint Eastwood Letters of Iwo Jima. Okay, yeah. I am a huge World War Two World War One yeah. fan, which I just watched the documentary by Peter Jackson. We Yo, will not yeah, grow yeah. old. What was it called? Real World War Two. What was it called? No, the Peter Jackson one? Yeah, what was it called? We Will Not Grow Old. Oh, right, you're right, that's it. Yeah, They Will Not Grow Old. Where they like put it in 4K and made it look insane. And it insane. is fantastic. That's... I literally just watched it again last night. I don't know if, I, honestly, I don't know if I could watch it. Like, it might, like, I mean, really... there are some really brutal shots. Yeah. But, I mean, what they did to colorize it and put it in, sure. you know, high definition, the scenes of that black and white footage, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. And to hear the stories that they're actually the men, this... It, 
that were there yeah, during World it. War One yeah. on the front line of no man's land. That's crazy stuff. I mean, but uh, Letters of Iwo Jima is talks about World War Two from the Japanese perspective. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was in the sister movie, movie, Flags of Our Fathers. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that was my one. Yeah, that's a good mention. one. Of course, I had a lot of other ones, but I just figured I'd only throw one in there. Right. Go ahead. Uh, so it was afflicted. Uh, well, okay. Uh, it's a Canadian film. Okay. Uh, so the synopsis is um, uh, two best friends. They set out on a trip basically to see the world. You know, they go to you know various countries, etc. Um, however, during the trip, one of the gentlemen comes down with a strange illness. The sickness. Mysterious illness. Oh, I don't want to Oh, wait. <laughs> you, sir, are disturbed. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh my out. goodness. Um <laughs> uh, but thousands of miles away from home, uh they are racing a, you know, it's a race against time. The devil? Oh, time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> to uh try to find um the source of the uh affliction and a cure before it consumes them completely. I don't know if I've seen that. I, it sounded familiar. Maybe I've seen the cover. Uh it's it's another I, I don't want to call it a found footage, but it's filmed in like point of view. Kind of, kind of like, kind of like hardcore Henry a little bit. Oh, dude. Oh. But yeah. but you know, in but in a horror sure. movie aspect. So I should see this first it's, person perspective. I, I definitely do recommend it. Okay. I, I okay. would say it's the best movie, you know, especially as far as the genre is concerned. But it is definitely a Worth pretty solid watch. watch okay, yeah. you got it. I watch that. But as far as any other uh, honorable mentions, um, you guys named a couple others that would have come to mind. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't have any else that. <laughs> I think those lists are great. I, like I if you so put too. if you put all our lists together, that's like an awesome list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I tend to go with more nostalgia. Some of the old school ones. Sure. Some of the newer ones, but. Well, if you're yeah. listening and you have uh, some favorites that we left out, let us know. Yes, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. you know where to find us. Yeah. So you were saying something about unnecessary remakes. Like almost every movie that's coming out now in Hollywood. Like give me some examples. Uh, Like one, there's a big rumor. And I don't know how much it's rumor to, you know, try, producers trying to get this going. But the most unnecessary reboot is The Princess Bride. That better not ever happen. I... You want to storm Area 51? <laughs> I, I want to storm... Universal Studios. Universal Studios. <laughs> or whoever. Storm the castle. Yeah. You know, I definitely fun. agree. I'm storming the and castle. There's, an, there's another one that's been going around the rumor mill for the last couple of years, too. Big Trouble in Little China. We don't. Don't we touch don't it. We don't need that. You can't Absolutely do it. Listen, not. you can't do it. You can't do it. No, They were saying, like, not. The Rock or something. You Forget it. Yeah. No. If you want to do some kind of weird sequel thing, fine. Do but a you, sequel you with You cannot with Kurt. get Kurt Russell in You know. There. But you cannot remake that movie. You can't do it today. No. You can't. It can't be done. No. And I, I heard something, too. Uh, this was right around the time when Rocky Horror was the, you know, the, the, TV the, one? the reboot was yeah. being worked on. Oh, the, the that, live horrible the live TV one? original. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that Labyrinth was also... You know, if they would have done some modern sequel to. before Bowie died, I was going to say that would have been fine. He made the and that—that's exactly yes. And you well, know, there, the there, there was the, well, yeah. there was the pictures floating around too of him and Jennifer Conley. Yeah. You know, like the years later right. with, them, with their portrait behind them. That. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that to be so bad, s- real, so damn bad. Yeah, like it—it it needed to happen. 
And as far as another movie set in that universe is concerned, I don't think it could happen now with Bowie passing. No. No. What would you even do? I mean, so this, let me, some, some other series has come up against that. Twin Peaks, right? In Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, the movie, David Bowie is a character that runs into the room and shouts and points at a man and he has a weird southern accent and he goes, he, he, he like points at someone and he goes, who do you think that is? We ain't gonna talk about Judy. Okay, so that's basically what he... Right. <laughs> In Twin Peaks The Return, they they have to use that character, right? And uh, that character is now portrayed by a giant teapot. <laughs> <laughs> A, so, a teapot. Uh, um, he's a giant teapot with a little smoke coming out, and you just kind of hear someone doing a Bowie voice coming out from inside. That's how they replaced David Bowie with a giant I, teapot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So if they could do that for Labyrinth, wow. that'd be fine. Is what I'm saying. Totally fine. No. <laughs> Absolutely well, not. The only thing they can maybe do, if it was a continuation, not a reboot, and say the baby went back. You mean Toby? Toby. Yeah, come on. Toby went back and wait. You what know, babe? <laughs> the babe with the power. What power? <laughs> the power of power voodoo. Of voodoo. 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 <laughs> to what? <laughs> Remind me of the babe. Okay, we're not doing baby. that. All right, sorry. Um, Cried now, as now, hard as Jern takes his head off and starts throwing it around. We're done. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's game over, man. Yeah. The, uh, it's, I think some remakes are great. And I love them. Like the Evil Dead remake is among my all time favorites. Like that movie gets it. Some remakes are so unnecessary and so almost all remakes are I don't, unnecessary. I, I can say fifty fifty for me. And I would I, I would, I would have 85. to agree. I mean, because there there are some that like I, I went in with high expectations of Evil Dead because I'm such a huge fan of the franchise. Yep. And it did live up to those expectations. It delivers. It well, did. That's why I said about eighty five is unnecessary. There's about 15% that really... And I'm not including the remake of a foreign movie to bring it to a new... Although some of those are the worst offenders, I and, think. And the, the, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. But I mean, I'm that, I'm not so much against that, but it's like certain movies, especially iconic movies, The Princess Bride. That should you know, not be touched. Big Trouble no Little point. China. There is no point. I mean... Yeah, that gets me riled up. There's it, no point to that. You know... And I, I am for I remakes. Agree. It's just... I'm in four remakes, but that should not happen. But neither one. But but at the same time, though, are are remakes necessary? Uh, Hollywood thinks so, and And money. No, and the box office would tell you that they are. And I understand that, but I just what was Disney this year? All remakes, and I am annoyed by almost every one. Yeah, so those remakes I don't find necessary, but at the same time, I guess they're good in some ways. They get people involved in the original and maybe a new generation who hasn't seen them it just gets movie theaters money in their pocket exactly people want to relive the nostalgia of the original sure instead of exploring the possibility of something new you know eight times nine times out of ten you come leaving disappointed sure i mean the uh, there was one halfway decent you know remake from animated to live action disney movie which one Aladdin wasn't bad. I didn't see it. It really wasn't. No, I mean, I've heard talk of a sequel to that. Is well, that a good I mean, idea? Because to me, that sounds like a cool idea. Because who watched Aladdin two? Okay, look over there. Yeah, half of that is all Disney movies. I see. Yeah. So yes, the Return of Jafar is in there somewhere. Okay, but so, really, is it a favorite? Really? <laughs> no, we could I fix mean, the problems with it's it. It's a bottom shelf. People but, would yeah. be more. People would be more lenient about making changes, and they could make it better. Well, and the thing is, is I 
I notice with a lot of the, at least with the Disney remakes, they're going more along the lines of taking the live action, kind of splitting it from the Broadway plays they've been doing and the animated. Because you can do more in the movies of the special effects of the animated movies, but they bring in a lot of the Broadway musical styles. Yeah. You know, because a lot of, like... It just translates. It works well. Beauty and the Beast is my wife and my daughter's favorite movie. Sure. And they were pissed. (laughs) They were pissed because there was a lot of things that didn't go with the animated movie. Yeah. And, you know, we've never got to see the Broadway play, but apparently from what I took, I actually a lot have. of it is from... I saw it at the Fox. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I'm all for making the Broadway plays, bringing them out to, you know... Sure. But uh, I think that translation didn't do well on film. I think the Aladdin one did. Sure. Um, because I know there were some changes, and I know a new song and stuff that came from the Broadway play. Sure. And it fit in the movie. Yeah. And almost... They almost added to the live action instead of taking something. You know, what you don't want to do is a bad impression, right? You and want I mean, to do I something think original. That, that a majority of the of the those reboots. I think that's why Will Smith versus Robin Williams is a, like, oh, someone trying to be Robin Williams would be such a bad idea. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, we don't need. You that. know, I think one of the Aladdin movies. I think Phil Hartman did. Who who was genie? He? Phil Hartman. Oh, really? I think did did a the genie once. I know he was. There was another. Robin Williams was mad at Disney for a while, right? And I think it was the second movie that it was somebody else other than Robin Williams and did Robin Williams. Oh, Rip Phil Hartman, by the way. Yeah, don't talk about that. I'll get upset. (laughs) Well, it wasn't really Rip. It was kind of shot. But well, anyway. Oh boy. (laughs) But I mean, that's my biggest thing. I mean, there's so many. It's like, you know, like we talk about with comics and stuff. Quit rehashing and rebooting, and you know. All this swap. They gotta get the kids in the door. Come up with some damn original ideas. They want to get. There are so many creative people out there that aren't given a chance because you're rehashing, retreading, or gender, race, flopping these characters. Come up with new things. You know what? That kind of ties back into our foreign films because a lot of those are so good because they're so original. They don't have to tie into exactly. They're their own ideas. They're labors of love. Exactly. They're amazing. That's a great little tie back. Well, you know, and they're they're products of their culture yeah, as well. True. You know, they're they're not trying to be something that they're not. They're not trying to um you know, appease a certain audience. You they don't know. have to hit this demographic. Right. And that demographic. Well that's why that's why certain movies that are brought from foreign to American film, they've kept that same type of cultural, you know Right. And, and, and for sure, it. you know, like, especially like with Let Me In, you yeah. know, Let the Right One In. Um, can't really say that about Old Boy. What a disappointing But yeah, um, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and, and it's good that Hollywood does that. But for most of the movies that they bring over, it, they there's still that divide. You know, yeah. there, there's it, it loses that originality. Well, of course, it loses that originality it's a because, it, because it's a remake. <laughs> it, by its nature, but yeah. it does. But it loses the overall effect, I feel, that the original movie had. Well, and that's why I'm not um, against bringing foreign directors over here 
to do Hollywood movies. Yeah. Right. You start know, that, and that some, would start doing some cross uh, production company deals to have a director come in and Americanize, not necessarily Americanize, but bring his vision. You know, with the American production, and absolutely, that would that, 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 that would solve the problem right then and there. And, that, and but isn't that what the Grudge was? Wasn't it the original director? I think the original uh, remaking yeah, his own yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I I think so. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm just. I think that's the only one I could think of. Where yeah, that actually I'm not 100 percent on that, but I yeah, really think so. I think so. See, because I did not the original know that. one, original one was fairly had that same tone and feel. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it wasn't. You know, let's be honest. The Grudge was a lot of jump scare. Oh, that's the I mean, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and honestly, that's easy to translate. You know, the nuances, is. but it still had the Japanese nuances. It's all nuances. about the culture, though, too, yeah. And yeah, the, and, yeah and, 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 you know, I mean, that... that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, noise coming through, you know, and that's the exact same kind of things that they didn't try to, you know, do some other kind of scream or, yeah. you know, and they still had the boy and the girl, you know. So, yeah, certain and, elements of it got to stay right. the same. And I mean, that's why I said when, especially, you know, we talked about foreign films. If it comes over to the United States, it has to have that same feel, that same cultural identity. It can be an American movie. You can have American actors in it, you know, but it has to have that same kind of cultural feel. Or it really loses. It or really it loses. it really loses because it doesn't have the impact sometimes of that original movie. Yeah. So, yeah. So what we're saying is, don't remake. You know, quit the damn reboots. Yeah. Some of. I, I, I mean, there's a time. There's a time and place for them. But I don't think for, we solved it yet. We'll, we'll get no, there. No. <laughs> right. Although I, I'm happy James Gunn is rebooting Suicide Squad. That's yeah, yeah. That's although a great I, I, I think I think we can all be in agreement there. That's although, a great decision. You know, I mean, now I will say, I mean, the first one is a guilty pleasure i i like it for what it's, it is it's like some of those bad bond movies i watch them because they're so bad or, yeah. like, or, like, <laughs> or, or like the older batman movies with like clooney and val kilmer yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah, i mean so they you know are... it's a part of it you have to watch it yeah you enjoy aspects of it you have to watch it <laughs> but, i don't know if you have to watch it but <laughs> but, but yeah, you no, know I, I going in it's a poop show to begin with exactly you know and i'm not uh that's worse than saying shit show don't say don't say poop show i don't like it i mean i could have said donkey show oh wait that's something else so we do have another feature that we wanted to get to yep uh and i i sorry to stop that conversation no 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 but it needed to be done i I could keep ranting on the reboot issue for days um so we've got another feature to talk about and uh jared and i are both really into music also chris i guess uh <laughs> so just because it's not exactly the same, we thought it might be fun to go over our favorite rock and metal vocalists. Because Jared and I, I think our main genre would probably be metal, right? Yeah, different yeah, in its sure. different forms, or at least traditionally that's my genre. Although lately I've been into all kinds of things, but um, I know Chris is kind of the same. I am. you like everything. I, I like I'm pretty much everything. Yep. I am going to warn you guys. I am more old school. So I I told Jared something beforehand oh, about okay. this, and I have a prediction. And w- don't say what it is, but we'll see if it happens. Okay, I, I'm almost guaranteed that I will not have anybody on either one of your lists. And let's to, to clarify. Uh, almost, I, I don't almost, know. Clarify, I, I don't know. We went with favorite, not best. Yes, yes. So this all these lists will be very different. We're it's biased towards right, our very, very right, right. Yeah, it's very uh, subjective. So okay. uh, yeah, favorite. 
rock and metal vocalist. All right. We'll, uh, we'll let our guests go first. Go ahead. So at my, well, first off, uh, my list, I kind of approached it a in a different light. Um, not only is it like a personal favorite, but also what they've brought to the genre as well as like their uh, stage presence, how they're able to command the crowd, gotcha. etc. So mine goes a little bit more in depth than just this is my, you know, number five or whatever be right, right, right. because of this. Uh, but anyway, uh, my number five is Tobias Forge. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. So I'm listening. <laughs> so I'm not as old of a ghost fan as some of the people out there. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, wearing a ghost shirt I was right now. Say, um, <laughs> yeah, case in point. Yeah. Um, I tried to get you on him a while ago. You did. And for years I fought you on it. And I don't know why, because I am a huge fan now. <laughs> I absolutely love this band. Um, and finally got to see them live last year. And let me tell you, their stage performance is bar none. And, um, I've been told being a newer fan now, as opposed to being an older fan, getting to experience your first go show with their current performance is, you know, without a doubt, probably the best place that you, it's transcendent, you know, best, best place in time that you could see the band. Yeah. And I know Tobias, he's a magnet. Uh, you know, you, your eyes can't look away. His, <laughs> he, he commands his, the stage. His, his mannerisms everything, and, man. and just everything I, that he does. I quote just, things he said at the show as if it's like from a movie that I love or something. Right, exactly. I quote things all the time. Like if I can't find something, I go, what, the guitar ghoul? Where is the guitar ghoul? No one knows what that means. <laughs> no one understands. They couldn't. And absolutely fantastic. And I know uh, as far as like... Um, his vocal performance is concerned. He's not exactly bringing anything new to the table or reinventing the wheel, but just everything he has done since ghost has come out and the whole mythology surrounding the so, band. So I just good, yeah. love it. Do you think he sounds like a goth Michael Stipe? <laughs> Legitimately. Next time you listen, put that in your head and I think you'll, I think you'll uh, and then you probably won't be able to ever unhear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's me in the corner. <laughs> go on sorry <laughs> but no i i don't really have anything more to say um uh than that. <laughs> i mean <did> you... <laughs> now i'm now i'm playing it over in my head and now <laughs> yeah now i won't be able to hear anything more what's the frequency kenneth <laughs> all right then i'll go with my number five uh i i i think like i think again with this i think tobias forge is my number six but i'm going I had to go... I, I went a little deeper on this list for okay. me, okay? But yeah, Tobias... I, and my only thing is, like, I've been a fan of them since, I don't know, 2013 or something like that. Uh, so for me, every everyone else on this list has been on that list for 10 years longer. So, and give it some Fair more enough. time, maybe Tobias jumps up. But these... And when you hear my artist, I think you'll... I think you'll get it but i had to I, these like these choices were made for me basically the, the my real issue was the ordering gotcha that's it yeah i kind of had that same problem. yeah like the, the choices were made for me and I, I had to sort of just there were a couple points when i was like these are so obvious like everyone would say this about me should i should i pick something else but no these choices are made for me i don't get a choice yeah. okay <laughs> so my number five and don't you dare judge me it's maynard from tool 
Okay. No, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm judging you already. I can't. But listen, <laughs> but, but, uh, but it's not just Maynard from Tool. It's Maynard from Pussifer. It's Maynard from A Perfect Circle. Uh, it's everything he's ever done. He he informed me. I, look, I'm not much of a singer, but my a lot of my like clean vocal style is Maynard. I can't help it. And so I would sing along when I first was learning. Okay, I say learning to sing. I'm not a good singer, but when I first was really trying to sing, Maynard was he, he was his songs I was singing along with, a perfect circle and Tool and and all those. So uh, just I I I'm not a very religious person, but my first serious experience that honestly changed me in a very real way was when I bought the album Enema, and I was at uh, band camp. And I had an hour or two in between. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. This is a serious thing. Uh, I, I bought the album from this record shop that was across the street from where the camp was. And I went back to my room. It was like after classes, but before dinner. And I laid down and I was in my full goth attire. I had those trip jeans on. I had makeup and, uh, you know, everything. Lots of chains everywhere. <laughs> I laid down on my bed and I put the headphones on and listened to Enema for the first time. And I kind of like was in and out of like being awake and asleep. And that album did something to me. I will never forget. I had to call the cops. <laughs> that one time at band camp. camp. Shut up. <laughs> I, we couldn't get through one story about band camp without that reference. But seriously, that album uh, and, and just Maynard in general. I don't know what it is. His vocals are. He kind of does one or two things. And that's like, you know, he has this like singing voice and he has this kind of yell that he does. And he does these chants sometimes. That's it. Like it. That, I don't know what it is. It's just his attitude and his. All the projects he's in have affected me in a, in a big way. So, yeah, Maynard's got to be on the list. Okay, just double-checking. You weren't a flautist in band camp, were you? <laughs> no, but I did have drumsticks. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> Sorry. It was, a touch, it was a touching story at band camp. So, all right, I mean, Francis, what's your number five? <laughs> James Hatfield. Oh, all right. So I, I've been a huge Metallica fan for a long time because mm-hmm. they've been around for a long time. Sure. I've probably seen five or six shows. Sure. I mean, I've been to the point that I was in the snake pit at Rosemont Horizon yeah. in Chicago during what the old school people hate at the time of the Black Album. The Black Album? Yes. Which I like. I like Which I like. Album. I've yeah. liked everything. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would say like with my journey with Metallica, that's where it fell off was after the black album now in recent years like hardwired uh to self-destruct i thought was a pretty well fantastic return to form you know especially with what they you know put out post black <laughs> Same, album. yeah ugh, ugh, and yeah. load and reload um you don't like load and reload i don't i do i think I do. they're good yeah i think I they're good yeah it's so it's for me. It's like all, I, maybe I didn't get into them till later. But to me, it's all Metallica. It's just Saint Anger is the weird. Here's the thing: I wasn't super into Metallica until like Saint Anger was coming out because it right. had been so long. So I'm like, okay, I'll jump on board. I'll get the Saint Anger. I bought it day one. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And I spun it a bunch of times. I, I know every song on that record. Yeah. It's not a good album. Uh, it's not one of their best, but by I know stretch. every song, and I was learning to play drums at the time, so like I could play any of them for you. Like, it, yeah. well, I mean, it is Lars, so yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> now I'm people sorry. give we, him a bad rap, hijack, but I mean, we hijacked your thing. You know, no, it's okay. I mean, honestly, that's part of the discussion. We love Metallica. You know, they are a band that have adapted, and they you have. know, True. and I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that I mean, there, there's bands throughout, you know, even you know, Rolling Stones and stuff like that that there's. They've gone through a time that people don't like what they did, you know. 
But people adapt to the times and their own personal situations and there are feelings and there are things going on that they change, you know, and I, and the one thing that stuck with me with Metallica, they've been true to themselves. Sure. Whether it's not exactly their, their music that they started out with, but they've always been true to themselves and they've never compromised. You know, I, I, I buy that. Yeah, yeah. I buy that. I, really compromised. I, I wholeheartedly agree. So, I mean, and as front men, it's not only just the singing vocals. I mean, and, and Hadfield's good. I mean, he has... I'm not going to say he's the best. No, but But he's... as a front man, for, especially for a, a metal band, yeah. he is one of the best as a front man for a just metal Just look band. at him and you know. He's like the he's exactly what you'd expect. Like, if you listened to them and hadn't seen them, you would probably picture James Hetfield exactly as he is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Pretty much. I mean, he looks like a tall Wolverine's grandpa. He really does, you know? <laughs> yeah. He could be Sabretooth. Yeah, I, I'd buy it. Yeah. I mean, he's big enough, damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and he he's is. Pro- I'm sure he's probably mean enough. Uh, yeah. No, I, heard, so, I heard he's a teddy bear. Until you piss him off. <laughs> Good choice. That's a great right, choice. So that's my that's my number. Five. Sure. My number four. I'm gonna go off a little bit off the beaten path here. King Diamond. I knew it'd be on your list. I thought it'd be I lower mean, to be honest. Uh, well, not above Dio, of course. Right. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, I, I have my predictions about we'll, you. We'll get maybe, yeah, we'll we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> but King Spoiler Diamond, um, man, it, you know, between his, if if you will, his solo project and Merciful Fate, mm-hmm. uh, Merciful Fate, like I've never, like, of course, this is where he got his start within uh, the metal scene. Uh, he was in a punk band before that, whose name uh, escapes me at the moment, but he's been going strong since 81. And if you've ever listened to any of his stuff and the intensity of his vocals, to be able to do it for that long without having any, you know, major drop off in his technique and his ability is just otherworldly. Grandma. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's got he's got like a, a, a I think like a seven octave range. It's disgusting. I mean, it's ridiculous. And he you wears know, those hats. Yeah, he's got kind of like a top hat type deal that he wears, and you know it, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Mer- Merciful Fate, they were one of the few bands that um, basically gave way for black metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the first True. what what they call the first wave the first of black wave. metal uh, that happened primarily from '79. A lot of people will argue this, but Venom, you know, of yep. course, you know, with their release of black metal, um, up to, I believe like 82, 83, you had bands like Merciful Fate, uh, Bathory, yep. et cetera, come out onto the scene, you know, and give way to this, um, to what we know as black metal today. So, um, they, they were, they were transcending at that time, especially with King's vocal performances, Damn near every album that they've come out with are also concept albums. So they, you know, tell their story from start to finish and sometimes over multiple releases. And um, going back to his uh, stage performance, his stage shows are phenomenal as well. And being able to sound exactly, exactly rather, uh, like he does, you know, on the studio recording live with 
his wide range of antics. It's pretty, pretty. It's crazy. It's it wild. Is, it, it's very crazy. Yeah. What a choice. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised by that choice, but of course, that's the he's on your list. <laughs> you yeah, say that like yeah, it's a bad thing. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> and so, okay. Is that everything you have to say about the case? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so my number four. I So listen, I cheated. Okay. Okay. I couldn't. I had six. Okay. <laughs> my top five. My top five is six. Okay. okay. I, Fair just, enough. I, I, I Fair just, enough. I couldn't let this go. I couldn't. Uh, yeah. So, and these two don't go together at all. Okay. Not really. But I, I can't let them both go. I can't pick one or the other. Okay. And this is the slot they go in. Okay. All right. So, number number four for me, Michael Ackerfeld from Opeth. Slash Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth. Okay. And I, I knew both of them would <laughs> yes. certainly they be They both on your have list. to be on my list. They're both super important to me. Ackerfeld is, he can growl, he can scream, he can sing the most beautiful song you've ever heard. Great guitar player. Not much in this in the way of stage presence. One time, in fact, I saw them live, and he's like, "Yeah, we're just kind of a band up here." He's like, "You know, we got some lights." He's like, "Thanks for being cool, guy." You know, basically down at, <laughs> down at the pageant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Look, we're not a you know, we don't have a lot of a show here, so it's cool. You guys, you know, are hanging out." <laughs> he, that the, that, have... that was that was before. Uh, actually, I think that was uh, for Watershed, wasn't it? That was, on that, that, tour? that was the Watershed tour. Yeah. Which yep. oh my god. Why can't every album be Watershed? And I'm not talking why, just why, why can't albums. Why can't every album be the Grand Conjure? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's like... Yeah. Um, that's, that's, or, or not you, Grand Conjure. I know what you're trying Ghost to Reveries. say. Ghost Reveries. Uh, a, but also a flip there. But also Cradle of Filth, Danny Filth. Uh, that dude has just... They have too many good songs. They have too many good albums. They're too much of a part of me as a musician. Uh, they're and talking about another person with... In, huge a, stage an presence. insane well not just the stage presence but his insane vocal range well and you know, and, and you know what's even more impressive about his vocal uh, even then than his vocal range is his lyricism yes is poetry absolutely it is poetry look, look at some of their like look at the lyrics for her ghost in the fog how do you remember though how that's you wrote a short story <laughs> my dude and and it's like that for every every song, song. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it is, he took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. I was just about to say that, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's insane. Yeah. It's otherworldly. It shouldn't be possible, but it, it is. shouldn't be. But now if you, now if you've never heard this singer, uh, if you've ever heard, wanted to hear what it would sound like if a bird were stuck in a ceiling fan, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. A duck in a, no, uh, the, a duck. the ban- banshee whales, man. Yeah, he a banshee stuck in a revolving door, uh, <laughs> something along those just, lines. Just getting increasingly more pissed off as yes. as it goes he around. He sounds like a screeching creature, uh, but then he also does this. <laughs> he's like more recently done this. Oh, you do down here? Like what is that? You know, he does that. Well, and, and I, I think that has to do with you because Give himself he's, a rest. because he's been he's been doing this for so long. Yep. He has to go into that lower register Just to, to give to, to give himself a break because I mean if you're doing the whales and that's all you're doing, but he even in between songs will talk like that. Uh, he, this he, next he song does. is entitled <laughs> Midian. Midian. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. are so not wrong. Oh. You are so not Maybe wrong. Maybe I was just gonna ease back in. <laughs> Man, it's but yeah, <laughs> step so. by. It's a twelve-step process to get his voice back. So yes, those two are oh. they're they're dead even for me as far as uh, influence and. But importance. both are great choices. Both yeah, are great choices. Absolutely, definitely honorable mentions. Yes. All right, my number four 
a lot with you're talking about the lyrics and the and the story, David Bowie. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, no, I'm not going to class him as like the, the highest range of, of you know vocal ability, but I mean, one almost I would. It was hard to put him at four. Sure. For stage presence. Yeah. I mean, the guy walks in a room. <laughs> And, and, and he's, and he's all got, eyes are on him. He's, all eyes yeah, are on he's him. got what you'd call a life presence. He does have a life. I mean, look at the movies he's in. Oh, my God. I I'll mean, The Prestige. Right Pre- yeah. You know, that's yeah. one of my Fantastic. favorite movies that he's in. You know, and in. even though he didn't have a super huge role, I mean, he was no. commanding. He's yeah. Nikola you know. Tesla, for God's sake. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you know, and, and, and being around for as long as he has, even his last couple of Songs before he passed away. Black Star, oh, like, I have on vinyl. Oh, yes, it's yeah, so good. Lazarus, yeah. Oh, that. Fantastic. Don't even watch the video because you'll cry. Yeah. Oh, it is. That, and that that was his sending off. He knew. He, he knew. He knew. He knew. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. He knew yeah. his time was limited, and that was his it. goodbye to his. I, I love know, that album so much. I hate it. <laughs> it's hard Same to listen here. to. But I mean, Same just here. you know that that sheer. Like you said, poetry. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In his songs, that it just. Well, and the thing people don't think about when they think Bowie is like his voice is so soulful. Yes. He's got this soul thing to it that you don't even think about. It's and it's on his older stuff. It's not as uh, apparent. But as as he goes on, he gets this like deep soul. And it's thing. you feel you don't just listen to it. You feel it. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. And like you said, especially his last, you know, Black Star and stuff. You know, it's. Oh my god. It's a it's a punch in the gut. Yeah. But, of it, I mean, I mean, it, it was. It couldn't it was. be more real than that. Right. That's wild. Yeah. Again, wild. Oh, so many things he's done too. Like, did did you guys even know he toured with Nine Inch Nails in the nineties? Yes. 90s? yes. Like, That's crazy. Yes. Oh, so, and I I just found that recently when um, oh, it was probably about a month or so ago. I found found him uh, performing. It's all uh, on YouTube. You can find. Yeah, that. exactly. It's incredible. Yeah, and you, you could tell because like. Trent Reznor is trying to remain serious and in, in his, you know, headspace yeah. during the uh, performance. But when Bowie comes out, he's, he's trying so he's hard. Yeah. He's trying so hard not to cheese and you yeah. know just be smiling ear to ear. Yeah, and it can't comes, believe and it. it. And it comes through a couple times. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, anybody that's ever performed with Bowie, there's very few people that have been like. Oh well, it's Damon. Yeah, you right. Know, yeah, the, the rest of them are like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's like it. that little meme with the girl excited oh, all yes. that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Bowie's a great choice. Yes. Yeah. All right. So number three, my number three, and uh, Chris, I think we're gonna have a have a mutual here. Okay. Freddie Mercury. Okay. Um, I hate that he's at my number three. I want to put him higher. <laughs> But I'm not going to say one. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's Freddie Mercury. What can we? What do you even need to say? Yeah, what yeah. can we say about Freddie Mercury that hasn't been said a million times over? Sure. I mean, the man he he was and Queen as a whole yeah. so ahead of their time. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, talking about uh, frontmen and their ability to command the crowd. I mean, he, the moment he was on stage, you know, till the moment he left, he had the crowd just eating out of the palm oh of i mean hand. you just watched that concert at wembley oh yes man the, the, I mean, the, yes that's, and, yeah, and that, yeah. that is the one scene in you know i mean the bohemian rhapsody was a good movie but i mean that scene at live aid that they ca- mm-hmm. they captured everything absolutely i mean and, the and wave Ram- of Ram- sound Malik, i mean you know he, he did freddie mercury justice right right so you know just 
you know, I could have a whole nother discussion on yeah, Bohemian it's, Rhapsody. It's, it's yeah. hard to even, like, come up with anything to say about Freddie Mercury that, like... Right. You just know. Everybody knows. I was saying that, one, that hadn't been said already. Yeah. And two, that everybody... I mean, especially now with this resurgence. Oh, huge. I mean, huge. this, is, this is literally, like, the third resurgence of Queen Queen's music. everywhere, yes. Yeah. I mean, because... Well, and now that, that there's... You know, previously unreleased songs that Freddie uh, recorded during his you know solo career, right? That are now just finally surfacing and you know coming to light, right? I again, I just I, I can't say anything about Freddie that, like I said, it hasn't been done to death already. But and again, it just kills me that he's at my number three and not higher yeah. on my list. Fair but, enough. Very good choice. Yep, definitely a good choice. Uh, for me, number three. Uh, well, it's got to be Devin Townsend. He's there. He can do everything. You know, I'm amazed he's not your number one. Well, when you, when you, yeah, I had a hard time. Again, what (laughs) what I told you was I had a really hard time. And if I made this list in a week, he might be number one. I don't know. But, um, Devin, uh, talk about somebody who can do everything. Devin. Yes. Can do everything. Uh, he can, he can sing and scream. He can do opera. He can do country if he wants he can do he does polka what, what, whatever you want to hear he's got it probably he's also an incredible guitar player he doesn't give himself credit for that at all he considers i think he considers himself to be a singer more than anything but his guitar playing is insane which, which is outrageous because like you said he is a fantastic guitarist yes uh, i mean he's just a mad genius he really all around is. you yeah. know but genius is the word i think yeah. you can't you can't fake it he's he's got his thing uh just too big of an influence on me to leave off this list he's he's done so many things and you can go from one album to the next and be like wait is this the same <laughs> is this the same dude like absolutely from ziltoid to casualties of cool then you go like to like a strapping young lad album and you're like what is what is this guy doing strapping young lad is like you know one of the heaviest bands of all time it's like a polar opposite of what he's been putting out yeah you know well but then sometimes on empath he'll break it he'll do a two minutes of strapping and you're like oh there was strapping coming out for a second it's wild uh that man is a genius uh yeah huge influence i've seen him live a couple times i'm gonna put his live show as the best show i've ever seen best show i've ever seen tevin townsend with the full band at the ready room Never going to see something better, probably. It was amazing. Anyway, Devin Townsend, number three. Gotcha. I'm going to kind of go, yet again, old school. Kind of a underappreciated vocalist and frontman, Roger Daltrey. Oh, okay. I mean, one, the iconic songs of Who. Sure. You know, and I mean, he he's performed for years and years and years. Um, I think he can hit a lot of those ranges. Sure. Does a lot of that um, storytelling. I'm big into that, that front man uh, singer that can tell you a story and you feel it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at some of their older stuff, you know, that, that it just kind of resonates. So, Absolutely. Roger for Walt. sure. I'm not going to get too far into it because, I mean, you know, most of I'm going to be honest. Most of my guys, everybody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really. (laughs) Most of my, you know. But, um, you know, he's one of those people that have a unique voice. I mean, there's really not anybody that's got kind of where it's at, you know, the range that he hits. Um, There's no mistaking him, pretty much. No, and and that's just it. It's it's an iconic tone. and, And, you know, he's not one that can hit all the way high range like somebody like Freddie, you know, and he can't hit that you know, that real low range like a lot of 
you know. His death growls are pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You never know. After a binger, it made me pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah. And like I said, most of mine, it's, it's not just their vocals, but at the time when they were at the height, they were one of the, you know, he was one of the most popular front men. Sure. Right up there with Mick Jagger and, you know, even the Beatles at the time. This is so, your list. I know. You don't have to I justify know. anything to me. I don't justify anything, especially <laughs> you. Especially me. <laughs> I've been singled out. Jared? <laughs> so, uh, number two, Bruce Dickinson. The Bruce Dickinson? The Bruce Dickinson. All right. Not Angie. Okay. All right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Bruce, for any, you know, self-loving metal fan, you know, I mean, I I think Bruce will hold a pretty top spot. Not maybe the top spot, um, especially like in your case. Sure. Because I know you walk a little bit of a different path, path, you know. And it doesn't mean I don't like some of that, you know, some of that stuff. Right. But like what Iron Maiden did... Uh, for metal as a whole they're one of the you know the one of the grandfathers of heavy metal sure. as we know it today you know i love the song a, a, fear of the dark you know it's a great song fear of the dark is fantastic you know flight of icarus run sure. to the hills number Classics. of the beast you know the list could go on and on they've got so many uh great hits and talk about another person another front man who has such an insane command over over the crowd mm-hmm um, even to this day, even to this day, the the man, the man is in his sixties, still runs around on stage as if he was a twenty year old, jumping around, jumping off of stuff. I mean, he flies a he flies the band seven forty seven for Christ's sake. So crazy, he, you know he he's a professional pilot in that's his, amazing in his off and time. scary all at the same yep. time. Yep, and I I mean I recently got to see them uh, last month and it was. I would say it was probably the best concert I have ever seen. Really? In in my 14 years of concert going and the hundreds of shows that I've been to, I would say <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Iron Maiden was without a doubt the best show that I've been to. Wow. Bar none. You know, everything from their deliverance to their stage performance. Deliverance? <laughs> there wasn't a kid with a banjo. They played the song Deliverance <laughs> yeah. by Opeth? Oh. Imagine if they covered that. Oh, man. <laughs> that, uh, that outro? That, oh go God, on. Yes, go on. I'm sorry. Yes. Derailed. Sorry. Um, you know, might have to go get a new pair of shorts after yeah, that. Yeah. But, yes, no, I just... I, can't really say too much else about Bruce Dickinson, you know, that hasn't been said before over, you know, throughout the years. He's such an iconic person, you know, especially within the metal community. Um, and what he and Iron Maiden has done for the genre as a whole, too, you know. Absolutely. Is yeah. just. Undeniable. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. All right. My number two. I don't think this is going to surprise anyone. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it's David Bowie. We already <laughs> talked about him, but uh, big time for me. Yes. Huge influence again. We already talked about him, but, uh, you know, just just the best. He's he's just up there. He, there's no other. There will never be another one. No. He's delightful. No, I mean, even, you know, people like Trent Reznor, you know, kind of mm-hmm. had that little bit of Bowie feel to him. And, and there's been a few, but no, no one will hit that. 
there's a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of iconic singers that were in that period that will never see that again. Or I don't think so. If we do, it'll be, you know, something revolutionary yeah, and I mean, spectacular. I mean, we'll, we'll be blindsided by it, yeah. you know, for sure. Yeah, I mean, just, just like they were during, you know, their heydays. Right, right. All right, so yeah. we'll go to my number two. And I'm going to say this. He's more of almost, <laughs> vocalist-wise, it's almost everything he did was almost spoken word. Henry Rollins. Nope. Whoa. <laughs> All right. No, no. And, I mean, he did sing some, but if you really listen, it's almost... Oh, it's William spoken. Shatner. <laughs> There's some... Mr. Tambourine, Seth, man. Seth McFarlane, man. No, no. <laughs> um, Jim Morrison. Oh, sure. I mean... Lo- there's today that people swear by the doors and I swear don't. by his. No. I mean, no. I slam the door shut. Yeah. <laughs> Lock it. Walk away. Burn the building down. No thanks. This is my yeah. first total disagree. Not a fan of the doors. Yeah. I total disagree. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm in the same boat but as But you crap. know what? You guys, honestly, you're probably outnumbered. Now, well, <laughs> now, well, I don't know. Maybe. Not in this room, but I can still now, take I, I Now, I will, <laughs> I will say, like, I respect what they did, and, you know, I, and what Jim did. In my list, did, like I said, I'm going with front men, not sure. necessarily vocalist. Right. And that's why I said I, I'm i hard-pressed to say vocalist. I'm not here to trash your choice. Go on. I'm sorry. No, I, know, I didn't okay. mean to do that. No, I, I could care less about okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just let no, it out. You but know, I mean, t- yeah, 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 <laughs> This is therapy. Yeah. The doors hurt me. <laughs> the doors hurt you? Well, it's about ready to hurt you. No. No, <laughs> no but I mean... When we say talk about rock and front men, I mean, he's on a lot of lists. He's of on course. a lot of lists, and he's very iconic. And no, I'm I'm not. I like the Doors, but I'm not a huge fan. But when I was putting this list, I was going, "Who is iconic? Who yeah. is oh, yeah. you know who who had that stage presence that for generations? Oh, of course he has that. And, There's and no I mean, denying that. And that and that's really why he's. And that's why I was talking about. I'm. I was hard pressed to have some of the other guys, but they don't quite have that kind of status. Sure. Oh, he's you legendary. Know, it, it, uh, he is. Know. No matter what I think about it, he's absolutely legendary. And I mean, I could have had Bowie at number one. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but I could have. We all know you who know? number one is. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, just. Like I said, uh, and it's not even just his stage performance. His antics off off the stage are legendary. Sure, I mean, there's, you know, he almost has a mythology about him. Yeah, you know, so I mean, that's why he was so high on my list. Not necessarily because he was the best vocalist. Because let's be honest, he would be way, 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 way down on the list on that one. Sure, but like his ability to hold an audience, you know, and he. And the Doors wasn't, they weren't a band to have huge stadiums. I mean, this this was a more intimate band. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, but another one of those people that can walk in a room and every eye would be on him. You're and, not wrong. And a lot of it is because of, of his mythos. Oh, yeah. He's got you it. You know, he's I mean, got and that's, and that's really, you know, when you get a nickname of the Lizard King. The Lizard King. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Something's going on. You made some choices. Yeah. If you're so. the Lizard King. Absolutely. So, all right. Number one. So, my number one. Okay. And I think it should come with no surprise Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
<sighs> that man, I, for being as small as he was, he has such a powerful voice. Such a huge voice. You know, such a huge voice. And uh, talk about another person who's just absolutely, you know, the moment he walks out on stage to the moment he leaves, he's got that crowd, you know, enthralled and eating out of the palm of his hand. You got to see him? I did get to see yeah. him. Yeah. And in fact, I'm wearing the shirt right here uh-huh. when I went yeah, to see Heaven and Hell. <laughs> um, fantastic show. Um, you know, getting to see him perform all the old Black Sabbath classics with Iomi, uh, Geezer, and... Um, That's wild. I, I believe it was uh, Tommy Appas. Does that sound right? The uh, Their drummer? Oh, right. That could be. I, could I, be. I, I think so. I, th- yeah. I think that's who they had on tour with them. But... I mean, it was just—it was just incredible. Kind of, kind of getting off topic here. I want to take us back to the day of the show. It was at an outdoor amphitheater. Um, unlike most amphitheaters where they have a pavilion over the seats, this had nothing. It was just um, the canopy over the stage, and that was it. Right. Kind of a Red Rock esque. It was. Yeah. It was at this um, um, venue just right off of uh, East Lakeshore Drive up there in Chicago, right on the bank of Lake Michigan, torrential downpour. (laughs) I mean, it was raining. I've never seen it rain so hard. And there was uh, the possibility that the show was going to get rained out because of the lack of a pavilion. Thankfully for us, though, about an hour and a half before the show was supposed to start, the rain let up and, you know, ceased for the rest of the day. (laughs) Now, seeing uh deal perform there was a rainbow oh are you kidding me <laughs> absolutely not uh, just so fantastic there was a rainbow over you know over the area because of the rain was he doing rainbow in the dark no oh, come <laughs> I, on. it, it would have been great had come they on. had they performed you know some of the old Dio classics but no it was it was all heaven and hell material no. and all black sabbath Too bit material disappointment i'm not interested anymore but to have I mean, I have that opportunity right there. <laughs> I, I know, and, and know. I know it would have been so they fantastic. They could have all just played it. Yeah. Uh, but to have no, it. <laughs> Lake Michigan on our left and the Chicago skyline on our right, and then having the rainbow over us, like I, it was it was just a phenomenal experience. That's a great story. And, really, I'm serious. Um, that is a really cool story. You know, and at that time, too, that, that was in 2010. As we all know, Dio was suffering from stomach cancer at that time. And he was in remission at the time of the show, but to have been going through all the chemotherapy and whatnot that he was being uh, subject to at that time and still being able to put on that great of a performance, you know, it just speaks volumes about his, you know, integrity and his character. And he's, he's definitely missed. Um, I know that when he passed it, you know, it sent ripples, you know, through the metal community. Sure. Oh yeah, because nobody saw it coming. Honestly, because again, the cancer was in remission, and uh, I think it was like two or three months after that tour ended, it came back with a vengeance, and you know, yeah. unfortunately, lost his uh, battle. But yeah, you yeah. know, his his legacy will live on. Yeah, for sure, of course. Well, and you also got to see Typo, pretty yes. right before Pete, right? Yep, um, and I've got one of Johnny Kelly's uh, drumsticks, you know, from the show at home. I've never wanted to hit you before. <laughs> this is the first time. <laughs> how about after you uh, how uh, butterfingered the Debbie pick and slapped me that, across the face? I with gave it? you that as a gift. 
I gave you that as a gift. It bounced off of me. Gift right across the right cheek. Smacked me right, (laughs) smacked me right in the face. I was like, oh, uh, you know, it caught me off guard because I, because I saw it go through the air and I knew it was out of my reach. And I turned and I saw Kref go like this, and I was like, I was about to be like, good catch, man, and then boom, smacked me right in the side of the face. Uh Yep. He was just quick mentioning it to you. I hate you. (laughs) All right. Well, Dio's a, of course. I mean, honorable. I I called it earlier. Everyone knows. And we hadn't talked beforehand, yeah. so what I'm saying is I'm a genius. Um, so my number one... In the level of Wiley Coyote, yes. super genius. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my my number one, um, if we're friends in real life, you're probably going to know that my choice is uh, Stephen Wilson. Um, okay. From Porcupine Tree, uh, his own solo project. He's done a bunch of things. Blackfield. He has, he's been in a lot of things. Uh, Stephen Wilson, lyrically... His tone, his, I just, there, that, I talked about my tool moment earlier, my, my religious experience, if you will. <laughs> the, the next one I had after tool was, was, was Stephen Wilson, right? <laughs> with Porcupine Tree. And it, it keeps happening. It keeps happening with Porcupine Tree and with, and with, uh, Stephen Wilson and his solo stuff. His songs are mostly pretty sad. There are, um, oh yeah, very um, routines come to mind. Oh my god, that that is talk about a gut punch of a song. Yeah, a lot of them are. Um, Russia on Ice is a really really sad, really sad one. Oh, there's a lot of those, but uh, he's he's got this. I I don't know that he's the greatest vocalist of all time. He's a good singer, but his his voice is, I don't know how do you even describe it. It's it's just. There's nothing like it, but he's not like yeah. a big. He's not like a big. You know, he doesn't have a huge voice. He, he doesn't. He, he's got. He's got more of like a. It's like a precision, like like, like a mid. Like I would say, like a mid range. Maybe he could maybe a little bit higher than high, a mid, but not like higher than like Devin Townsend or something. Right, like that right, go all the way, but. <laughs> but but, I, I notice with Stephen, he sings a lot in his head voice. Yes, but it and, works for him. But but it does. It it, it does work. Um. But yeah, like like you said, I I can't think of anybody else that's like him off the top of my head no. either. He's just, he's he's very unique. Yeah, and you know every aspect of the word. But he's the singer songwriter. You know, he plays guitar, he plays piano. He's also a producer, and he's produced some amazing albums, including some Opeth that I love. Um, he uh, yeah, he's no no band has affected me more. No singer has affected me more than Stephen Wilson. The song Trains. Uh, just I so many memories. I, I don't even know where to begin with this. Just let's listen to Porcupine Tree. Listen to Stephen Wilson. Uh, man, I don't even know. I don't know what he. It's like Freddie Mercury. I don't know what else to even say. Like <laughs> there, he's a legend. He's the best. Blackfield is so good. It just he covered he covered Alanis Morissette. Uh, he covered Thank You, and then, like he made that song into like a melancholy, like almost a sad song. <laughs> it's I don't know how he did it, but it's amazing. Just. Listen to Stephen Wilson, please. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. And on this, la- on that last comment, yep. yeah, I I can guarantee you to bet what my number one would be. Oh, I, I, you I, already I, said it. Yeah. You know, it's Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And we were you we know. were actually talking about this on the way over here. We were kind of talking, got onto the subject of music, and he's like, "Watch, I, I bet his number one's Freddie." <laughs> got to be. He knew it. He knew it. I mean, I, w- I was right around near the end, you know. Um, I did see, you know, I, I-, I saw Live Aid on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I 
I was around during the MTV when they actually played music videos. Yep. And, you know, like... We, we were on the tail end of that. We, yeah. <laughs> we had to see some. Yeah, I've seen I was in the full swing. The yeah. Dire Strait, the, you know, the uh, video killed the radio oh, star. I saw that That was video. the very first one. That so. was the very first one. So, you know, I had the TV that I had to go... Yeah. You know, where I was the remote. Don't touch that dial. Yeah. Except you have to. Yeah. <laughs> to use the TV. <laughs> but, I mean... Uh, Rock frontman, you cannot get any better. I mean, to 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 elevate a show and to hold large crowds, yeah. not just a room, but hundreds of thousands of oh, people absolutely. in his absolutely. hand, hanging on every word, every motion, every note. You know, and like I said, I mean, you know, with him being at my number three. It pained me to yeah, put him at number yeah. three. And this, and this, these lists are subjective. I mean, you know, absolutely. And, and, and you know, a lot of times you've got those newer people that really feel, you know, yeah, 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 really make you feel get you get you right here, yeah, right here. Of course, you know. And uh, but I mean, as in you know the way we were describing this list as a rock front man with vocals and everything else, you would be hard pressed. To find a better one. Agreed. So. I totally agree. Yeah. He, if I had a longer list, he would definitely be on it. <laughs> but I, And I, my list was six people, guys. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. cheated. But um, any uh, honorable mentions? Pete Steele. Uh, uh, absolutely. Huge for me. Typo negative in, in general. Very, very I, good. I mean, another iconic voice i saw them long long before i saw them in like 2002 or something i didn't know who they were and i didn't like them <laughs> i feel so stupid uh they were opening for that, i don't even know who that is nuts because you're such a huge typo i fan. know I, I figured you would have loved them from the I word didn't. go they were fun live but i was like you know, these songs are kind of boring i mean you know i was like well, i mean i'm here for metal you know it wasn't the same <laughs> um well you know seven to ten minute average length songs I just, you know I, when you just, don't know them and you're not here for them you're just like i don't know yeah so, i mean i got I've to see there. them but I've i didn't there. appreciate it so it almost feels like i didn't get to see them yeah i hate it that that happened <laughs> because now they are among my top like if i made a top 10 favorite bands type typos on there for sure yeah typos on there for sure um devin is on mine yeah, devin uh, I, I was thinking bjorn from Soilwork. work if we're talking skill that man is now, it's, it's, so skilled. I don't think it's the same Bjorn that I'm that I'm familiar with. Yeah, Bjorn Speed Strid. That's his name. Yeah, He's, uh, very very good. Um, the Bjorn that I'm that I know uh, that comes to mind. He's uh, he's not done a lot of work with like Avantasia. Okay, uh, if if you're familiar with yeah, who I they are or not. Uh, but he's been one of the reoccurring guest vocalists pretty well from the start. Um, then um uh let's see here i've got uh roy Kahn from camelot sure the the middle era camelot yeah uh what a lot of people don't realize about that band because they a lot of camelot fans came in when roy was fronting the band mm -hmm. and uh there was another man by the name i i think his name was mark vanderbilt he was the original uh vocalist of camelot uh which a lot of people don't you know, realize that he was on their uh, first couple albums and then Roy came in, but, um, Roy is another, uh, top tier vocalist for me. Sure. And he, he was on the original draft that I had in my top five, but I, 
got to thinking about it a little bit more. There's, you know, he just kind of got inched out. Sure. Uh, as much as I hate to say that, because I am such a huge fan. He can be your number six if you want. Uh, yeah, uh, and he probably he probably would be. Um, he he would definitely be a contender. Well, you know what I realized? Five A um, like Dustin Five cheated. A, yeah. so, you yeah. know, and, uh, I just thought of like no, there were no women on this list. No, now, that's strange. Now, I was thinking I, Tarja. Uh, yeah, tar- uh, Taria, Tarja. However, I don't know how, how to say it. I'm an name. American man who knows now, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I could have a whole completely other list. I could, you know, you got Flori Jansen, current sure. uh, Nightwish vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in After Forever, Revamp, uh, Mayan. Um, Who's the singer for Trist- Tristania? <sighs> she has that angelic voice. Oh, man. That one oh, song, Endogenesis. Um, Shut up. It's so good. <laughs> Tr- I know who you're talking about, yeah. but I can't I think of her name. name. Serenia like as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little um, Sister, isn't that them? Yeah. Fade away! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. My little sister, fade away to the other side. Yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, uh, like I could have a whole nother list of female singers. Sure. And I wanted to include some on here, but as far as... As as far as their impact, yeah, I, 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 don't, be, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it, but it's not as they're they're not as impactful because um, they, they, but on the on the other hand, they are. Um, my my issue because, is just that none of them were in that slot. That's just all. That's yeah. all there is to it. You know, yeah. and I, I mean, it's not a decision I, 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 I don't, made. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want my. Like com- I said, my my top ones were picked for me. I told you, right? <laughs> and I, I don't want my comment. To seem like I'm downplaying you female fronted bands by any means, because some of my favorite groups are female fronted. But just as far as the list is concerned, and where I was coming from with the construction on my list, I didn't feel like there was any. It's hard that... to replace as good as some some female you know female front women are. It's hard to replace some of the icons. And absolutely, and I mean, sure. and, and, I, and I mean, with Bruce Dickinson, Dio. I mean, they're yeah. iconic. You have James Hetfield. Uh, How about Stevie Nicks, guys? <laughs> Stevie Nicks is a come on. I mean, she is. is she great, honestly, great she singer. is. Yeah, I mean, um, she, she's iconic. Front. We just got to give them some love. Is all I'm saying. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, no problem. And like I said, I I'd be more than happy to compile a whole nother <laughs> a whole nother list of <laughs> that would be a good singers. list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you like know, these and lists. you know, and shed some light on um, some groups that may not be super well known. Which I think is the well, case. yeah. We already anytime, mentioned Tristania. People you know, don't know them. You know, anytime that metal is brought up, a lot of people just give you the deer and the headlights look. You know, and they just, you know, seem to tune you out. At, yeah. You know, in in most normal conversation. Um. But yeah, I that that would be a, a definitely another list that I would love to revisit maybe All at right. another time. All right. Well, what a list! There were some surprises. There were some total not surprises. <laughs> Uh, those are f- I love those. Yeah, those li- those lists just get me going. I like having the thing to think about for a while. It's it's good homework. Give I it like some those. time. Yeah, it's, it's fun to do. Definitely. And it, and I think the hardest part is placing them in order. It's the placement. Say, I mean, it yes. is honestly the placement. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could do like top ten, top fifteen, and it would probably still be. It, I mean, it might be a little easier. Barely because you can know. Well, I can edge him in yeah. here, but I mean, when you start going up that list. For starts sure. getting harder and harder yeah. and harder. And that goes with anything. I mean, because, like we said, these lists are subjective. It's our favorites. But, I mean, there's so much that you can argue 
one way or the other, of course. where something should be on that list. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of them have that. You like know, when we had the Star Wars conversation. Yes. But I'm sure we'll have more. Yeah. So <laughs> We'll find out in December. Yeah. So, um, staying on to the topic of movies and shows here. I kind of want to go back because um, go 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 to our uh, your guys's last um, recording. Want to bring up Ryan Johnson for a moment? <laughs> Let's have this talk. <laughs> and I, I know how you feel about him, obviously from the from the last recording. Tell him, right. Jared. Tell him, Jared. Get but him. But how him. can you have just completely just swept under the rug the greatest hour in television history? Get him, Jared. Ozymandias, Breaking Bad, greatest yeah. hour of tv you can't ever no, made nope, not don't. a fan no i've never oh, been a fan of ranking what Bad. no no oh my no. goodness i didn't know today was the day the podcast ended <laughs> oh no i wasn't ready for that. i i literally have watched maybe five oh, episodes my oh that's the problem uh, and did you start watching it like back when season one first came out I watched about two episodes of season one, maybe an episode. I gave it another try in season two. It's, a, it's an so, investment. You got to start so from the beginning. You, you do you have to start. You, you have to go, and it's a snowball. And you're gonna, you're, it's gonna yeah. be your skin crawl. You're gonna say, so, "How are they gonna get out of this? I feel sick. Oh my god!" So season one, it's a slow burn, but but once things begin to pick up, the show is phenomenal. You ever want to see the dad from Malcolm in the Middle throw a pizza on a roof? Not really. Then I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. I mean, that's you know, that's it's like the same argument that people say with Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, just not your thing. Not my thing. It wasn't. I mean, it didn't. You know, I like it, but I don't love it. It's fine. I, I'm with you on Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's not my absolute favorite. Now, see, I, I like it. I now, wanted I, to see. I, I wanted to I see how be. it ended, so I kind of watched this last season. Yeah, and. It's another one that they should storm Hollywood and beat the hell out of those Oh, absolutely. Guys. Absolutely. Because let me tell you, and that's I was a I'm diehard con- fan. And that's why I'm concerned that if those two guys are writing a trilogy for Star, Star Wars, Wars. to be concerned. You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and yeah. it comes to episode three, I will drive personally to Hollywood and throat punch both of them. <laughs> yes. Because, like, let me tell you, There's I like was... a documentary about that. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Game First of Thrones person. up until season eight. And the first couple episodes were okay, but how they you how do you do that to the Ice King? How you do that you know, to the there, Ice there, King? There's, there's, there's so, so many problems. There's but so many plot that's points. That's one of the things where I was like, "What?" There are so <laughs> many plot points that they just completely were like, "Oh, well, you know, yeah. piss on that, you yeah. know, forget that, coffee you know, cup, that, that, coffee that, cup. That, that, yeah, they just you know swept them under the rug and they became meaningless right. over the." you know, eight, nine years that the show was running. Uh, I know, and kind of those last, like, four episodes really just take the whole... Show that's becoming amazing again? Real quick? And that would be... American Horror Story, 1984. So Did I you have, watch it? So I haven't watched I have the... Not, uh, I'll watch... I'll I haven't watched the watch. premiere yet. I'm yeah. vibrating right now. <laughs> it's, I, it, I'm, I'm serious. Great. This first episode, anyway, uh, it's Halloween mixed with Friday the 13th. Hmm. And in a loving hilarious almost it's almost a not a parody but it's almost a uh yeah i guess it's almost a parody of those in its own way but it's like but you you could watch it either way you could watch okay. it thinking like oh this is a serious fun slasher thing or you could watch it thinking that look at these are they're winking at the camera almost like it's it's hysterical you know uh very nice it takes itself just the right amount of serious right it, it looks gorgeous the soundtrack is like I don't know how they license all these songs. Uh, 
Seriously. Now, I, I've only seen the first episode, but you owe it to yourself if you're a horror fan, well, especially it, of those kinds FX of movies. FX is owned by Disney, so... Oh, but that will be on Hulu probably since that's a more. No, I'm just saying why who's paying out the licensing? Oh, right, 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 right. I thought you were talking about <laughs> Disney Plus. I'm oh like, no, well, no, 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 no. It will definitely be on. But if you like those kinds of sh- uh, those kinds of things, yeah, that this season, American Horror Story is really up and down for me. But that this season so far is incredible. Like I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah. I had. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I would. I would agree with that comment. Uh, American Horror Story. Especially in the later seasons, had a, a lot of Way real, down. you know, hit and misses. Like Roanoke um, was no good. Like yeah, all I, last I, season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't like Roanoke. Ho- Hotel was good. I love Hotel, by the way. Um, um, I I did like Colt. Oh, Colt's okay. I didn't love. Um, I didn't love it. Because there, there, there was one between Colt and uh, 1984, right? Uh, Apocalypse, I think. Yes. Yeah. If I recall. that was the one that, that was last season. I, it was uh, all over the place. And it was all over. It the was. Place. I, I, ha- I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. But uh, I've, Coven. I, Coven's I'm not really missing. Yeah. Uh, Co- or Coven was good. Um, good. Asylum. Pretty I, good. I, I. Pretty good. I, I think Asylum would probably be my favorite. Yeah. With Murder House being my second. Um. Yeah. Freak show, freak show was freak good. Show's all right, yeah. I love uh, Dandy. The character of Dandy is that whole season's <laughs> worth it just for him. I hated him. I love him. No, <laughs> legitimately, he's legitimately my favorite character. Oh my god, so I hated good. him so much. He's so good. He's oh. like American Psycho. Uh, no, he is he's, totally a Norman yeah, Bates Norman, character. Norman, totally. Yeah. yeah. Norman is it Bateman? Patrick Bateman. Norman <laughs> Bates is a uh, psycho. Well, didn't, didn't you? Did he say psycho, or did you say? American Psycho. <laughs> American Psycho. Okay, so. stay away from me. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's American my apo- Psycho. That, that's a that's my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you scared yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, any final thoughts before we wrap this guy up? Uh, one we didn't talk about. What we've been kind of journaling our podcast with certain comic book. Yep. House of X and Powers of Ten. Yes. Just very quickly. Now, House of X just came out. Yeah. Number five. And I Babe Ruth that bitch. You did. You really did. I called that. You did. I can't believe it. I think even on this show you did that. Yes, I so, did. Absolutely, so, absolutely you nailed it. I mean, and and I, I just had this feeling. I saw where the, the story was going. Um, you know how I am with story. I mean, I, I'm yeah, yeah. in-depth and I, I sit there and dissect. You nailed it. Anything yeah, yeah. that I read. Well, and then I, I went back and reread the first few issues and I was like, oh, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said that, I went back and I reread it. I'm like, oh, this is definitely what's happening. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I thought Mr. Sinister was awesome. Yes. That's in Powers, right? That was yeah. in Powers. That but was in Powers. I thought that was awesome. Yes. All the different Sinisters. All the like the sassy sinister and the, he's like, oh my god, your cape is so amazing. It had just enough kind of funness oh, to it. Man. With the, yeah. And then the, you know the next one was like, okay, I liked the cape. But, yeah, you know, I have the mutant gene. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man, it was awesome. And, and it was kind of a surprising. I mean, you knew he was coming in some fashion. Well, he had to. Yeah. Um, but in uh, House Number Five, yeah, the apocalypse appearance. Yes. And the it's fact huge, that, and I almost forgot about it, but I, yeah. And the fact that, I mean, because it was small in this one. I mean, it was fairly small. It was like the last three pages or something. Yeah, yeah. But his kind of submission to Xavier's Well, so-called, dream, anyway. Sort we'll of, I mean, the, yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, how the fact that 
even they describe that they can bring any mutant back. The amount of detail you get on that is amazing. And I mean, the, the detail of who does what specifically. Yes. I mean, you've got in the egg guy that makes the golden the pods. The egg guy. Thought it was yeah. no, you know, thought it was nothing. You know, even Magneto says we thought it was a stupid power until we realized it was the most one of the most important powers. Right. You know, and then you have all these other characters that have been in other Proteus. Sure. You know, and then... These ho- characters who weren't that important before. Who weren't that important before, right, that have a specific job. Yeah. You know, it's that, it's that phrase, you have one job. Yeah. And you must do it but, right. But you know? the thing... So, but what this has done for me is set up so many different directions because I, I still don't have a clue what's going to happen. I mean, really. I mean, the payoff is going to be something that, you know, I I, I can't even guess. As much no. as I've tried to dissect all these I'm issues, just worried at this point that it's going to fizzle. I don't want to fizzle. I know. I, don't I, I mean, that's my biggest fear. Because we have more coming from Hickman in, in the... Is he doing X-Men? No, oh, he's doing something else. Isn't he doing something else? No, he's he's going to be part of the... Or he's doing, the, like, X-Force or something. I don't know if it's X-Force. He's doing one of those things, you know, right? I think, I think you're right. Yeah, he's doing but one I of mean, those. Yeah, I just don't want this to fizzle. Yeah, there's separation of the, the team, X titles back. Yeah. Which, you know, it harkens back to the 90s, where the X-Men were at their height. Yeah. You've got Excalibur again. You're going to have X-Force. You're yeah. going to have... It's a very exciting mutants. time for X-Men. I know. So, I and I'm, I'm waiting with... Slightly skeptic optimism. Yes. So far, I've I've loved every frame of right. every page of every oh issue. And so good. And I mean, for the for the fact that I you know that you know at the end of it, you know you have Hope Summer play such a huge role yeah. in that creation or or the regeneration, whatever you want to call it, of yeah. the mutants that she's the one that binds them all together. So good. And then Xavier's kind of in the back. Because he's like the codex. And but well, let's see. Who knows? Like we we probably won't get all the mutants back, but we could. They they give that time frame like oh it's going to take this long to do all these mutants or whatever. But we're, they're like getting back all the mutants. It's such a cool way to do it. It's not just some Thanos snap and everybody's back. Right. That's so dumb. I, ju- I this is a cool way to do it. Right. And especially like you saw the little scene with Apocalypse when he's saying that I, you know I I I abide by everything. And you look behind him, the mutants. Or ones you haven't seen in a while. I know. Like the, Marrow. A lot of the background and, and things. some of the other. You see sometimes like a hand and you're like, wait, who's hand, his, hang on, is that? Yeah, you, you yeah. see you see all these little details. Right. Hickman so. has all these. De- it's just the amount of info you get is astounding. And it's just in a picture. Yeah. I mean, you have to. That's the one thing that we've talked about, you know, on the air and off the air. You have to dissect Every page, even the ones that you think are inconsequential, yeah. or those just those text pages. Yes, the text pages. I, I talked mean, to someone else. We, yeah, I talked to someone else who's reading it, and he's like, "Oh, I hate those text pages." And I was like, "Bro, those are really important." It's like, dude, you <laughs> need to read those. Sorry, you it asked a little something of you. Like, sorry, right. you had to do a little bit of reading and work and thought. But I like being challenged a little bit. Something like X Men that's so often silly and just like people with spandex punching each other. It's nice to, to to give it a few more layers. It's almost like, um, to me, it feels almost like the like the comic book equivalent of like Christopher Nolan, where this stuff is kind of silly, but you have all these layers and it makes it more interesting and dense. Right. It's almost that. Yeah, man, it's good. I mean, it really, it kind of is turning into an Inception kind of. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. it's really kind of folding. A, these things are folding on in themselves. There's a parallel, yeah. And especially with the the different timeline parallel. My but goodness. But it's parallel between power, we don't know. power and house. And we don't know what life I mean, and what time. Oh, it's crazy. 
So, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 getting good. And like you said, I'm hoping it doesn't pull a Game of Thrones. I don't want to fizzle. No, no fizzle. No. I want a big bang at the end. <laughs> it starts the whole galaxy again. Yeah. Or universe even. You know, and for the fact that I think, and we've talked about this too, I think the fact that they've mentioned Wanda Maximoff as the, in the pretender. And they, they've only mentioned her in the text. Yeah. So you don't see this in the comic book. I think she's going to play a bigger role. Yeah. She's at some point going to play a role in this. Yeah. You're right. She has to. So, well, it's too it's too related to House of M to not be. I know. Yeah. We'll see. And and that was that was a great near the ninety you know the end of the nineties early two thousand storyline. That's the last cool X Men thing I think. I think so. Yeah. I think that's uh, and until like some of the small one shot kind of stories. Sure. But the that last was big, the big event crossover mm-hmm. epic thing that actually made sense. Actually was good. Yep. You know you had all these like new fifty two and all this stuff that the restart stuff that they've done. Yep. And I think that that was the best. So it, it appears that Marvel's kind of learned their lesson. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. But they're they're hearkening back to that late 80s, early 90s, golden age of... Yeah. It feels like it anyway. So... Jared, thoughts? I know you're reading this. <laughs> um, you should I, 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 w- I wish I did have something to contribute you should to read the it. conversation. <laughs> yes. You an X-Men fan? I am. Right. I am. Well, then you got no excuse. But I, I've never really been super huge into comics. This and is the I, and perfect I, and time. I, and I understand. No, like, listen, the, this is. I know you're going to say that. This is the perfect time to start reading. This is seriously. Yeah. It couldn't be a better time. Go All back and get is. this series and start. I mean, because this literally. If you know the history of X Men. It might help a little it's, with some of stuff. It might help just a little bit. But you know these characters. I mean, story, you know these characters. You've seen the movies. Like you know a lot of the main players anyway. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean this. This is. This feels like that annual number one. It does. Yeah. I mean, it really does have that X Men annual number one feel to it. That this you can start from this point and 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 move from the from this point on because I think that was because really you know and there's a the thing that. You know, everybody says the whole Malcolm X, yeah. Martin Luther King. You know that really didn't start until later on after Stanley and, and uh, was off the title. Hmm. That really didn't start until actually closer to sixty-five. I see. I didn't know that. I thought they were always no. It actually that. wasn't. It there there was a point in time that they considered canceling the X Men. Oh, I know that. Yeah, they had and a rough time. For it a while. didn't. It didn't happen until. Um, one of the longest standing writers on X Men. I am completely. Cooper. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we can. We can... <laughs> <laughs> look. I'm we're totally we're lovers, not experts. Okay. No. But anyway, until then, he was the one that that put that in there. So originally, when people say, "Well, they were designed to be," that's not tr- totally true. Right now, the, okay. like I, I said, that. when the, when the uh, annual number one came out, that's when he really started pushing that story sure. towards that. Well, Stan didn't do a lot of that at all. Actually, it wasn't his storyline with those. Interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. that's when you had like Stan was like Magneto came in, and actually, the Holocaust story with Magneto wasn't until the new storyline really came in. They do that a lot, though. That's so, pretty common for them to go back and be like, "Well, here's the actual origin story." And then we kind of retcon and right, have a better so. character, though. Anyway, 
Anything else? Uh, we might have another guest coming yeah. up. Uh, if any of you have watched on the History Channel, the Forged in Fire or Knife for Knife for Death show. I love the name Knife for Death. <laughs> Death, please. You know some of the some of the actually these are great reality shows because it's people that are creators. Yeah. In the in the Forged in Fire, they're knife and sword builders. Um and they the test knife their and death skills. and test their skills in a you know almost like a, a cooking show yeah. kind of contest. I love, the, I love the concept. And uh, the knife and death is a lot of those guys will give these to people who are experts mm-hmm. or have been in the in the competitive knife and sword field. And it's almost like a American Ninja course. Why do you bring this up, Chris? Why do I bring this up? Because of the fact that actually one of my good friends are both a sword maker and um, another one of my friends have been on the show and we might have them as a guest. All right. Sounds good. That's a little tease. Little tease. Little tease. It may be maybe the next one or one after we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, the logistics sure. scanned we'll out. Figure it but, out. Jared, I hope to have you back. Sometime, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say anytime, but that's just me. <laughs> well, I know. and I definitely appreciate it, and yeah. you know, you I, got I enjoyed myself thank you, thank today, you and much. you know, thank you guys for having me. And yeah, you we'll know, have to do guys new, have another me... movie review. We've yeah. talked about that. We'll do that. Well, let's watch uh, Terrified. Yes, that'll be fun. Sounds great. That'll and then fun. we got that. Um, what is that? Uh, oh, Dirty, uh, Dirty Mary, Crazy, Crazy Larry. Larry. Yeah. yeah, we got to watch that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a double feature. Uh, if you guys, if you want to get in touch with us, we got a Twitter. It's at Geeks Sinks. Facebook, we got Nerds, Geeks, and the Kitchen Sink on there. And uh, we got the old Gmail, nerdsgeeksinks at gmail.com. Send us a message. Send us some recipes. Send us uh, pictures of knives and swords that you've made. And send us your lists about singers and movies. Absolutely. Anything else? And then any list that you come up with. Uh, we always have our battle lists. Oh, we'll do more. We'll, yeah, do more. we'll do more. Uh, if somebody's got a new one of those, you know, who saves you, who tries to kill you. Yep, absolutely. And go for... For the uh, zany to the the super serious, super serious, any any kind you want to do. Yep. You know. All right. Well, that's it for me, DK. Me for uh... <laughs> Chris. Improve if you want to. I'm trying to improve, but uh, no, it's uh, good talking to you. You know, we'll have to do it again for sure. And so. thanks, thanks again, guys, for having me on here. I definitely, like I said, had a great time. You know, we're glad to have you. Looking forward to you know coming back. All right. All right. Well, from Chris and DK, we'll talk to you next time. Kiss, kiss. (laughs) Bye. Bye.